0: Turn on the Jets film room. Starring Joe So He overpursues, needs to dive at the ankles, which he does sometimes too much. Roberts is playing really well this year. You're wrong. Providing you comprehensive film study on the New York Jets. Powell sees that the playside gaps are clogged up. That was a really impressive play right there. That's that's like the little stuff you see on film. Turn on the Jets film room is now in session. And you are listening to the 12th edition of Turn On The Jets Film Room. Many, many, many more to come. Uh, we are, well, I'm not excited to be doing this show, but just in general, I'm excited. But this is going to be a little bit ugly for sure. Uh, make sure you're going on to the, you know, the podcast app if you have it, TOJ, Space Film, Space Room. We're also on Spotify as well if you like to listen there. YouTube, just Turn On The Jets in the search bar and then I'll subscribe there and, you know, leave us a review. We appreciate it. We got another five star rating this week. Um, and hopefully a little incentive. I'll make it happen when we get to 50 or a hundred, um, you know, ratings and reviews, we'll give away something, whether it be, um, you know, a free t-shirt or maybe um, with some things that are potentially in the works, we can give away some tickets or something, but leaving a review is definitely good for you and potentially getting you something in the future. So uh, we urge you to do that. And we appreciate it for doing that. We take a lot of, time out of our lives to uh, put the show on, do the film, etc. cetera. Um, so make sure you do that. Uh, Twitter, I'm at JoeRB31. That's where I post all the film reviews. I think this week was 53 plays. You can follow uh, Marcus at PatchMC42 on Twitter. He tweets randomly about football games, college football games, some things like that. And then also, um, something I'm going to start up, and see how it works you can tweet me questions during the week, either at Joe 31. You can follow the show at just T O J uh, film room, no spaces, or you can email me at blue at Joe T O J no spaces on any of that at gmail.com. If you have any questions about schemes or specific plays or anything like that, if I get to it or, you know, I feel it's appropriate for the show, I'll, uh, we'll answer on you know on the show, so make sure you do that as well if you do have any questions. But before we get into this game that was very very ugly, um, twenty to uh, twelve loss at home with absolutely no energy. Um, have to introduce my co-host Marcus Coleman. What's up, man? What's going on, man? How you doing? Bad a game, <laughs> sloppy game.
1: Yeah, that was a sloppy one. That was that was that was a. Yeah. I mean, sometimes they're like that, but yeah, that one was kind of dirty. Tell you the truth.
0: Not, yeah. a going,
1: not a lot going on in that one. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I thought I thought the Scott, it's usually what happens. Like, so if the Jets win, I have a really shitty week of just everything else in my life. If the Jets win, I have a really bad week, but I'm always gonna take the Jets victory over anything. So this week has been great actually. Um, but the Jets <laughs> lost. So, you know, it it is what it is. But all right, let's let's get into this. Um obviously. You know, we had to pump the show out quick, and even the film reviews and stuff. So the Jets do play tomorrow night, so the show's gonna have some pretty short shelf life. But it's a show that we do film and, and break it down, so you're gonna want to watch it even after the uh, the upcoming game against the Browns. And anyway, you're gonna have a week and a half without football anyway. Um, Sorry, right, let's get into it. We'll talk about how you kicked my ass and the Pick'ems as well. I need to bounce back quickly for sure. Um, but as we do it, you know, when the Jets, when the Jets lose. We do duds first, and when they win, we do studs first. Obviously, the Jets lost pretty badly um, in this game against the Dolphins, so we're going to do duds. Uh, my first dud, or my third dud, who is the lesser of the three duds, is, is Buster Screen. Um, the Jets only gave up 20 points, but I thought just Buster Screen in general – played very, very poorly against the Dolphins. He gave up multiple passes. Uh he gave up the touchdown pass to I believe it was Albert Wilson. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got a face mask penalty, he got a holding penalty on third down. I I believe both of his penalties were actually on third down. So uh he had a very, very rough game. I'll pull up some film here. But uh Marcus, did you have a different three and then you know what did you think about Buster Screen? Uh
1: I'm with you, but I had Buster Screen is actually my number two dud. Tell you, the truth, because of all the reasons that you name, you know, I, I thought that Miami took advantage of, of you know, whether it was Wilson, um, you know, but took advantage of a bust screen in the slide and and you know, were successful with a lot of plays. They they looked like that was kind of the mm-hmm. game plan. If you look at you know the overall game and and you watch how some of the rock combinations played out, they were definitely targeting you know, bust the screen, you know, it looks like on on some of those concepts. So, yeah, he was he was, yeah, he was he was uh, you had him at three, but he was my number two. Yeah.
0: yeah, I brought up this play. This is just the, like the only thing he really does really well consistently is, is, is tackling and firing in and stuff like that. But he's a dud, so I'm not going to you know talk about that too much. But that was just one of his <laughs> only positive plays I just wanted to show, I guess, really quickly. Um, and this play was... Okay, so I think... What did I label this as? Uh, this was cover one. It was a little bit different of a cover one look. It looks like... Um, they're almost doing like that funnel one with this linebacker and this line, this linebacker. And then Williamson comes down right here. I think he's just that wall defender who's basically within five yards and not letting anybody cross your face. And he lays out the, um, inside slot receiver there as, like I said, that wall defender drops him. um, you know, Claiborne's in man on that guy, but buster screen right here. I always point to the screen like people can see it. I wish you could. Um, but buster screens on the top of the screen right here. If you follow the mouse, uh, he's in the he's on the outside slot in man coverage, um, this bottom route right here for my believe it's Kaseki is going to hold Adams right here in the cover one. Uh, yeah. He can't get be deep, and Buster screen. Auto, one, he's automatically opening his hips, which uh, he's playing off. Opening his hips right away. There's really no easier route than an over route when the guy's going to open his hips right away like that, and and is playing off. So. Uh, easy completion on Buster screen right there. Jamal Adams comes down, and he lays a big shot, but Buster screen beat there easily. That's as easy as it gets, Marcus. Yeah, it is. And and like you said,
1: I, I mean, it, honestly, it starts with his alignment. If you go all the way back, he's mm-hmm. close to that what we call no man's land where you're <laughs> like right at 5 yards. Yep. 5 yards is kind of no man's land, you know, for any corner where you whether you're in the slot or whether you're mm-hmm. outside. If he's at either 2 or 3 yards or if he's at a full 7, then he's fine. That it gives him enough time Yep. You know to react and be able to play the receiver right now. Right now, he's in no man's land. He's already lined up outside, and you can see that on the on the screen. Or at least, I mean, I can. He opens his opens his you know opens the gate immediately, and that's that's just a free release for a wideout. All he has to do is and he's running away from Buster's screen, so that's an easy pitchy catch. You know, for Tannehill.
0: Yeah, I don't. I I really don't get it. And like you said, no man's land because you know if you're closer, that's when you disrupt the routes. stem. when you're farther away, that's when you take those read steps and you can drive. Right um, after three steps. So, when you're in the middle, you're not disrupting the routes, them and you can't read the quarterback. So, you're like you said, no man's land. It's, like, it's perfect, um, exactly for this reason. And I don't know why he opened his hips so early. I think his technique is awful. I, I, I really do. And it's awful a lot of the times. So we're going to see it, um, on another play, too. I have two more plays of Buster Screen I want to bring up. I'm not sure if the next one, uh, Okay. Yeah, I literally, I literally labeled this uh, Jets cover one screen bad. I just <laughs> uh, this was. Let me see which one this was. Um, this
1: should be the touchdown.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, you're right. It, so again, no man's land. He's yeah. he's, five, he's five yards off. He can't read the quarterback. He's opening the hips immediately um, to the almost to the out. He's opening the hips immediately to the outside, and he's not taking really read steps or those like you know inching back or. You know, foot firing, anything like that. He's if you if I play in full speed, he's actually he automatically goes into like a pretty aggressive backpedal um, right. and opens his hips. That's a recipe for disaster. Uh, Albert w- Wilson crosses his face on So, you know a short in route. Um, people were like questioning what Lee and Williamson were doing here, but they're actually in man on on the tight end and right. uh, running back. I'd like to see him maybe be a little bit more decisive here whether they're going to blitz or stay out in coverage. Um, but again, and then again, even after this, you see here as, as Wilson kind of, kind of has like take a stop step right there. Uh, yeah. Screen gears down uh, and it easily gets beat. Like why did, why did it gear down there as well? So take I us to this play as well. Like what do you, what do you think about this? Is yeah. I don't right know, down?
1: but you know, as you said, initially lining up, he's in no man's land and, and the thing is, he, he's anticip- looks like he's anticipating, you know, whether it be a deep goal or something deep down the field because mm-hmm. he, immediately, he immediately starts turning the run, you know, upfield. Uh Wilson cuts the right off. And now once his hips are facing the sideline, he's locked out. It's over. So now he's, you know, now you're just, you know, it's kind of like, those, yeah, it's kind of <laughs> like, those, you know, the oh shit moment. <laughs> yeah. <Yep. laughs> yeah. All and, right there. Yeah. And so, you know, Wilson comes across and, and the hesitation move is, you know, it and that's, why Wilson threw the move? You know, he threw him a hesitation move. And I don't know why Buster hesitated. If, I, if I'm chasing a guy, I'm not hesitating on anything. You just, because mm-hmm. if he does cut back, he's going to run back into you because you're already behind him. So mm-hmm. the hesitation wouldn't, you know, it shouldn't affect him at all. You know, just continue to come through and make the tackle and minimize the game. But, you know, instead, he falls for the move. Wilson turns the corner
0: and it's six. Yeah, or if, or even if you're not behind me, does up getting behind you. Guess what? You have help from the inside. Right. You cannot right. get beat to the sideline. Right. So right. it's you got the posse coming. It's just so bad. It's really just so bad. Um, so and I, yeah. and, I, and,
1: I, and and even in that, and, and even the play we showed, you know, prior to this, I understand what he's doing because you do want to be in different levels. You know, if you've mm-hmm. got three or two, you know, right next to each other. You do want to be on different levels, but your levels need to be about a yard to two yards apart. You don't need to be like a – you know, unless you're just completely playing off coverage, you know, at seven to eight yards, uh, you can't – but you can't line up at five expecting, you know, expecting to be able to cover, especially on on crossing routes like that, you know, giving up the inside that easy. So, you know, and and that's that's kind of in his, you know, his history. You know, he's made some good plays, but ultimately when you get him, you know, you get him in situations like that, uh, that's usually, you know, what happens in his technique, you know, it kind of goes wrong.
0: Yeah, and this is a um jambo look. I differentiate between jambo banjo, where for me, um a jambo yeah. is basically yeah, just, just point just just pressing the point and then the guys behind them play in and out on the other receivers versus this, versus this trip set to the um field side right here. And yeah, yeah, we usually that's just like a I mean, we just usually call it triangle. So either if you okay. got
1: three if you got three guys you take on the point. You play in and out on the other two, okay. or if you've only, if you got two guys, you can still run the triangle. So if you just have the two corners down a little further, and you have the safety over the top. He takes anything deep, you know. And the corners play in and out on the on the remaining guy.
0: All right, so yeah, triangle uh, yeah. jumbo, uh, but so and and here again, he's he's pressing the point right here. And I one, he doesn't really even get a shuffling. I think he's he's leaning a little bit there, and his feet automatically, his feet are crossing. There's no shuffle right there you're off balance so he's right. off balance he's leaning into the receiver and because of that as the receiver tries to or amandola tries to cut back to the to the field side that that hold right there um is extreme and he gets called for it and then he actually like, falls to the ground and is still holding him it, just, it was really bad third and three you do not want this at all i he had another face mask penalty on i, I believe it was third down don't i'm not 100% sure on that but i think it was um so buster screen just just terrible this game and you know, there's people last year or, or this all season coming out and saying, you know, Buster Screen, he only had a few bad games and, and all that, which, yeah, it, it, I partially agree with that. But when Buster Screen is bad, he's bad. He could lose you a game. So uh, this is his last year. I think this year he's making $7, 7500000 million. Dollars. I really do see this as being his last year uh, as a Jet. I just, I, I really just don't see it with him consistently enough to, to stick around.
1: Yeah, and it's not that he doesn't have the ability. I mean, we all know he can run. You know, he's a good tackler. But technically, he's just not sound. I mean, and even here, if you're pressing the point, you need to be lined up head up the inside. If you look, even when Amadola makes his move, the little, you know, head fake move outside, he should be sitting there waiting on him to come back in. And if he jams, if he jams Amendola, because just because of his alignment and press the point, he definitely disrupts number three, you know, on the inside. Even though it does it here, but it's, it's even more of a disruption and you don't get the holding penalty. And now you can just play the ride out as it, you know, as it comes. But once you get, caught to where he is now you know he's off balance and Madola really has him on a two-way go to be honest with you because you know because he's off balance and like you said being off balance you know he has to grab now he's holding he falls and, and he gets caught you know it's just something that that you have to work on and that's and that's a technical thing but you would think at this point by now you know from all the technique work they do and the people that they brought in you know that they would you know, that he would be a little bit more, you know, a little bit better than this than, than what he's been before, but it kind of looks like the same thing. You know, he hasn't really, you know, improved on that.
0: No, and he's, and he's like 29 years old too. So it's not like, he's going to really improve on it um, anytime soon. And uh, I just, unless he takes like a really you know lesser contract, uh, I don't see the Jets really uh, resigning this, this type of player. Um, moving on to, you know, my number two, uh, who, I guess your number three might be, I guess my number two, um, in general, I, this was hard for me between one and two because, and it, and it was whole position groups because they were so bad. Um, the my number two is the pass catchers minus Quincy Nunwa were were beyond bad this game. They did not help Donald at all. Um, so I have Herndon in here, I have Anderson in here, and I have Pryor in here who were really really bad. So what do you think? You know, in general of the of the pass catchers this game, um,
1: with the exception of Knowing why Pryor. yeah, I thought everybody else was, you know, they didn't really, as you said, didn't really give them a lot of help. Robbie Anderson had uh, only had three catches, had the fumble. Um, uh, didn't get much from Herndon at all. I actually thought Pryor was decent considering, I mean, four catches for 84 yards. I know most of that came on, you know, their deeper plays, but maybe that's, you know, as I, I watch the game, I think that's, he's kind of that guy um, in regards to like deep posts. You know, he's he's just another version of Robert Anderson, but just, you know, the bigger version of him where they can just throw the ball downfield, uh, whether it be on deep digs or deep posts, let him go up and get the ball and, you know, make the tough catches. So I actually wasn't that hard on on Pryor. I kind of thought Pryor had a decent game behind a Numa, you know, and we're talking about the studs. But uh, my actually third dud was actually Sam Darnold. So you go, you know, you go from – you go from K, you go from King to Jester real quick, <laughs> depending, on, depending on how you play. Yeah. I just, I just thought, even though he didn't get a whole lot of help, uh, you know, just the interceptions, I thought, and I understand that you're trying to make a play, but it goes back to what we talked about before the season started. You have to be able to coach him up and have him manage the turnovers without, you know, taking away his big play capability, you know, and, and his presence of just being the gamer. And I thought on a lot of throws and – you know there was some throws that he missed you know that that I definitely saw and you know in the interception especially the one back in the end zone going i guess that would be going west uh if you're in the stadium you know he tried to force that in uh the Howard interception uh <clears throat> you know he I, you know I thought he just tried to force that in I mean cuz that's that window's tight and I get it but Howard was in in good position and he actually you know he ended up making the play so that was that's, that was, uh, this that was my number
0: three, dude. This might be the first time we just dis- we like really going to disagree. Uh, I thought Pryor had a bad game. Um, we're gonna go over a couple of his plays in a little bit, and I thought on the interception, Darnold actually just trusted Pryor, who had inside leverage on the on the corner on a deep slant or post route. Uh, he expects him to win the inside, and and it looks like Pryor just gave up on his route. But we'll get into that in a, in a little bit because I have that film you know queued up and ready to go. Yeah, like Donald, I agree. He, he he was not what he was the first game. Um, he was obviously under more pressure. The run game was exactly what I was telling you before the season started. It would be the run game is is going to be an issue, and it was this game. Yeah. Um, but this play, so I didn't record. I I just recorded this for like the broadcast angle and. Basically, what happened was Herndon broke out to the to the flat right here. This was later in the in the game. It was, uh, or actually, in the half. Sorry, um, and Hernan basically just cuts back. The cornerback opens up too soon, giving Herndon the room on the sideline. And this is just dumb, man. This is this is rookie stuff, not from Donald, but from Hernan. Hernan catches the ball one time out with a guy right on his hip, and what does he do? Instead of flooding to get out of bounds, he runs. Run out of it bounds. And the Jets were right. a timeout. I was like, yeah. what are you doing, man? So that was really, really bad from, from Hernan. I'm going to bring up a couple more plays of Hernan. But uh, what do you think on this one?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, when you're in, the, in, the, in this situation, you know that you only have one timeout and you're trying to save those timeouts. First thing you should do is be running to the cameraman, you know, trying to get out of bounds as yeah. fast as you can. Yeah. Once you make the catch, you do everything you can to get out of bounds. And like you said, rookie mistake. So and I'm sure they came back on the sideline, you know, after they caught a timeout and you know, went over it with him, and you talk about it during the week, and you go over it, you know, in situational practices and, mm-hmm. and periods, you know, during the week. But you know, he's got to be locked in to be able to understand what that situation is and what he has to do.
0: Yeah, and then on this play, it was basically like you know the outs, the the uh, the on on the boundary or the field side the. You know, the one and two are basically just releasing vertically. Um, Same thing for the number one on the boundary side. And then the number two and number three from different sides are going to just – it's like a deep mesh concept. And Donald maybe could have got rid of this ball a little bit, uh, waited for them to actually cross to get get rid of this ball. If if they were crossing, it could have just been they were breaking inside. I don't know if they're actually going to cross because the play didn't develop. Um, so I don't hate uh, this. Really screwed him. The Hernan play really screwed him because this was like two plays later. Right. Um, and they couldn't call a timeout. So Herning, you know, he catches the ball, um, and like that. I like how he breaks the tackle here, but I don't know. I don't know what he <laughs> is trying to do right there. And then he fumbles the ball, which I don't. I think his his knee was down right there. Actually. Yeah, so his knee's down. His knee is down. He should be down there anyway. But it's not you know challenge because he um, gets up and then just reach I know it's like all it all happens in split seconds but he was so he didn't really reach out right there he's so close and the Jets ran out of time and um you know they had to go in the, the halftime with zero points on the board now maybe Donald you know could have like I said waited for this play to develop a little bit more or you know just chucked it out of bounds you you live for another down on third down you try again if, if nothing's there on third down you throw the ball away you kick a field goal but uh this was ugly man
1: yeah, it was, and I think Darnold lets the ball go because you got to delay bliss at the time. Yeah, he's got pressure, and usually, and you know, when I'm making calls like this, particularly if you've only got about you know eight or nine seconds left or ten seconds left, you know, send pressure, and make the quarterback get rid of the ball, and you make the tackle, especially with the Jets having no timeouts, that plays right into the defense's you know defense's hands. You know, for Hernan, I mean, he breaks the tackle, and yeah, after that. You know, you got to you gotta hold on to the ball, man. It's looking a little silly right now. You know, he's all over the place. You know, control your body right here. Get up and run into the end zone. I mean, he has a chance to get in twice. You know, yeah. and, like you said, if he if he just reaches across the goal line. But problem is, if he did do that, they would have, you know, they probably would have reviewed it. Yeah, right there. And they would have seen that he was already down. That runs up the clock. So either way, he, he took an L whether he reached <laughs> out or not. You know because he didn't secure the ball the first time, and just go ahead and take it in
0: as I'm going through this play and he gets hit like that that circus music is playing through my head like dun, 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 dun. Right. <laughs> <laughs> man, but I was there and i was I was pissed man I was really really pissed to go out and to get my chicken fingers and another beer um w- with this happening right before half that was that was really bad um, and then another one, the last one from from Hernan was. He the huge huge drop. Uh, he basically he ran a deep over route from the um, let's call it the the field side right here, and the Dolphins blew a coverage because he he was wide open. I don't know exactly what what happened. I forget what happened on on the film, but they blew a coverage. He was sitting in a soft spot in the zone. And somebody's like brought this example, but like, oh, Donald doesn't have shr- doesn't have a strong arm. No, he was floating over a trailing linebacker. But okay, right, yeah, um, <laughs> right, yeah. It just just never mind. Um, but hits him right in the hands, and he drops it because he's trying to. He looks like before he secures a catch, he's kind of trying to look where he's going first. But uh, you are in the NFL, and like I said, I i wasn't so i don't like to talk a lot of crap but come on man like this is just you gotta catch this ball especially no this no
1: game. that's that's an easy ball to catch i mean don't those that's a perfect ball well i'm over, legitimately the, saying i
0: ball. could catch this i could catch this i think nine out of ten times at, yeah. at, at minimum
1: yeah i mean even if even and he's not it's not like he's you know he slows down, yeah he slows down a little bit I'm talking about herney he slows down a yeah. little bit so him backpedaling doesn't take him away from the ball that ball is perfect there's i mean you can't say anything about the throw perfect throw you just got to look that in. Now if you get, you know, if you got to take a hit on this one, which you probably will with a uh, Kiko coming, then you just take the hit, but you got to secure that catch. Those are catches that people expect you to make in the NFL. That's a, that's an easy one.
0: Yeah. And I know, like, I think people really underestimate how hard quarterbacks throw the ball. Um, but this play, it's not, it's not like a, he's not gunning it from five yards away on a slant or in like this is it's, it has some, obviously it has some velocity. It's a nice spiral, but uh, come on. And I like this play from Darnold. You know, step up in the pocket, realize there's, just, there's some pressure, throwing out to the right, finding the open man. So this is a good play from Darnold, um, but this drop is just – it's it's unforgivable man. So uh, that was – he had a bad game. Um, Anderson with – now, another reason that, you know, we think that Darnold didn't play well, there was actually a play where Anunaw was here for like 20 yards, but – Anderson was wide open on a wheel route and yeah you know uh, Sam Donald just didn't see him at all but this play um that I'm gonna bring up of his fumble is just this is what's really frustrating about him and some guys they're trying to argue with me on Twitter again this week about how they should use Anderson on more uh with more opportunities to get yak like on screens and you know flat routes whatever it may be and I was like do you realize that he literally breaks like zero tackles in the entire season because he's just too skinny but Right. Um, <laughs> he gets found right here. It's kind of the same situation that Herned. He Anderson finds some room on, on the sideline as the corner opens his hips too soon. He breaks back to the to the ball and catches the ball. But this is like situational awareness. You you have to know that linebacker is coming from underneath you. It's first intense, so you don't have to fight that hard for the first down. Uh, he stops. Look how loosely whole, the ball is loose right there. It's, it's not even touching his body. It's just, it's all, it's all form and hand right there. And he gets, he gets rocked, fumbles the ball and it's a recovery for the dolphins. And the jets had a little bit of momentum right here. So uh, this, this killed them again. And this is why I talk about like Anderson being a little bit soft sometimes. And this is kind of exactly why.
1: Yeah. I mean, it did. And it's I don't even know if it's just that he's really soft. He just, I mean, he's just so small I mean, honestly, I mean, I mean, he's a, I mean, he's a buck eighty, a buck seventy-five, soaking wet. I mean, seriously. Yeah. So, any you know, anytime he's he, he's in a situation where there are a lot of people around, especially when you talk about linebackers coming, you know, yeah. running in and trying to make the tackle. If he can't get any extra yards, or if he doesn't see an opening that he can hit, you know, right now. He needs to figure out a way to just go ahead and go down secure the ball and you just live to fight another day. I mean Even that's if you
0: don't get down at least put two hands in the ball and really put, protect
1: it. Right. Him, you know? Right. You got you got when you make the catch you have to secure the ball. That's first rule of catching a rock. You know, you know once you have it in your hands, secure the catch and then you can decide what to do after that, but you got to secure the ball in this case
0: legitimately has to be your baby. Like hold that like like a baby. Like you're not trying to even though know, I don't know what in what situation you have two hundred and fifty pound dudes chasing you and have a baby in your hands, but treat it like that for whatever reason. So uh yeah it's that that, that was a killer right there. And people are like, oh well he grabbed the ball right there, but so yeah, he kinda has possession right there, but you, you gotta hold it through the pile. And you've been in piles I've even been in piles in, in, in uh, high school. You're getting pinched and bit and punched and spit on and right. Piles yeah, are nasty, man. It, everything, punched, yeah, everything is Punching the balls, like, you're getting rocked in some of those piles. Um, but, yeah, so that, that that was really, really bad. And then moving on to the other guy who is um, prior. And maybe, maybe you'll change your, your perspective after some of these plays, I'm going to show of prior. Because I thought it was pretty um, – this was like what we talked about in that show that we did when you first when you first jumped on with me. Um, and I, I – so – this is basically, I, I, just, I labeled this as a, as a scissors concept. You could, you could argue whether you think that, that inside um, route from the, or the outside slot receiver, if you, you know, Quincy Newham, if he's running a deep out or a, a corner route, but I called it a, a scissors concept. And I think <clears throat> Pryor is, one, he's coming to this route really high. I don't really think, it, if, you, if I play this in fast motion, he looks like he's almost jogging um, to, to get into this route. And if you look when Sam Darnold throws the ball, he has, he, he, when he recognizes it's man, that's why he throws it because obviously he's not going to throw that if he thinks number, number 29 right there is going to drop back and intercept it. So he realizes it's man. And when he throws the ball, look at the leverage right there. So if right. anything, is it going to be incomplete? Yeah, but for, for, um, Howard to win over top and intercept this ball, um, it, I thought, I thought that was a bad route and a and bad fight from, from, uh, throw Pryor, right there. I, I don't think Sam Donald ever expected him to beat him over top like that when when uh, Pryor had inside leverage on him. No, I agree with that. And,
1: and I mean, just looking at the route, I mean, I see what it, I mean. Looking at where the ball is plays, I mean. But if you look, if the ball, that's the only place that that really Sam can throw the ball, especially when you got the safety sitting there in the middle. Um, I just would have just knowing that Pryor's still, and I know everybody's expecting Pryor to to make this play. I, I kind of don't tell you the truth, you know. Honestly, if I'm Sam, just and I and I see that, especially when I see the just sitting in the middle, I'm probably gonna, you know, look off, you know, maybe to the right and maybe try to swing into the running back here. Tell you the truth, that's just you know me. Yeah, you know, take my shot with that. But Pryor does have to fight a little bit more, you know, on this play. You know, not taking anything away from from Sam. He needs he's got the leverage. He needs to continue running. I don't know what what he's looking. You know, it looks like he's looking up in the air for a higher ball. You know, not necessarily a lower ball, but um, you know, he needs to fight a little bit harder and bend it in. You know, and make this catch. You know,
0: like, look how like high is coming to the route. There's no explosion out of that break right there. Like, I, I guess he he trips, but it's just I thought that was a terrible route. And then some people are questioning if he should have thrown. Um, to you know, Robbie Anderson, right here, but you know, well, it's, there's it's, a,
1: there's a, there's another DB sitting right there wait No, Robbie,
0: there's another DB, and look where where look at the where he's at when when the ball right. is about to be thrown. It's not like he's not really really open. There's a deep deeper safety, but people see this is what they say. Oh, well, look, he's open right now. Yeah. Well, yeah,
1: well, yeah, yeah. he's open now when the safety's <laughs> running over to the, running to the breaking on the ball. Yeah, exactly. well so. you got to see. Yeah, you got to see the whole picture. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly this is why i like doing shows and we talk about i I do it on twitter too where i do the film reviews but i really don't even get into it people because it's much easier to have a conversation when i'm not limited to 240 characters which about a play is literally like nothing you have to right. basically <laughs> say nothing about a play and 240 characters um and this is a this is next one is another um prior play and it's and it's a drop so he had a couple of uh he had a drop this was so People question this too, and it's it's a late game situation. This was like I think like one of the last drives for the Jets, and people say, "Oh, well, you know, why why didn't he check it down here?" Yeah, I think it's easy to look back on it and check it down right there to give Jason Myers an easy field goal. Uh, Jason Myers did up then ended up making a fifty five yard field goal here, but Sam Donald you know he drops back, he's reading the left, reads the middle, uh, He gets some interior pressure uh, right there, and he rolls out. And this is a this, I think this is a probably too risky of a throw for my liking. But mm-hmm. this is a fantastic throw uh if you look up where the where the ball ends uh over the the safety who's you know who' is, uh vertically beat by prior but um, in front of the safety who's coming down as well. And I, I want to show this view more for how good of a ball that was. But if you did look back on the other angle, this ball is not tipped, and it hits in both of his hands. It's, it's yeah. both of his hands right there, and he drops it. So that play changes the game. Instead of field goal right there, then you know it's whatever uh, the, the score would be. Um, they kicked the field goal, so at this point it was what uh, it was nine to to twenty, I believe, so it would have been right. yeah. Um, yeah, seventeen or sixteen to twenty, so it' would have changed a lot, uh, even though the jets didn 't stop on the next drive anyway, uh, but you can 't drop this ball after understand that makes a fantastic throw, like I said, maybe a little bit too risky, but still just just in terms of the ball it was it was great
1: well I mean, if you know that you 're already going to take the field goal already then you can make a throw like this. And I like the ball is placed in a perfect spot. It's high and outside. Because uh, the, the the corner or the, the defensive back is playing, you know, he's tra- in, you know, trailing now. You know, once prior, you know, breaks, so now he's she's trailing. You know he's got to help over the top. And and you don't have to worry about him breaking back across the field because once you see the quarterback scramble to your side, then now you just go plaster, which is what the D B did. But Donald puts the ball in a great spot. Like I said, it's high and outside and prior, these are the catches that Prior is going to have to make. However, you still can't be just overly hard on him. You can be hard on him, but in the you back know what, of Marcus, my mind, don't and,
0: tell me how to live my life,
1: man. Well, no, well, no. I'm just <laughs> okay. saying, in the, in the back of my mind, I'm just like, okay, the dude's still not really, not really a wide receiver. Like he's really still yeah. trying to learn how to play the position, you know. And you still have yeah, to take yeah. it into account. However, this is a case that should have been made, you know, you know, for his athletic ability the heads that he's shown it that, you know, that he has the potential to have the ball placement, like I said, is, is perfect. You know, it's high and outside. So nobody, the only person that can catch this right now is prior because he's got the safety walled off the underneath defender is too low, you know, but he's got to make this catch. And so like you said, it changes the game. This is a you know, this is an important catch. So now you go down to score. I mean, we know now that, you know, we don't get to stop on the next drive, but still you get yourself back in the ball game. So this is a catch that's got to be made.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And even if I get this, it, you could you could vouch as a player that a field goal here versus this big catch and then a touchdown changes the energy of the defense as well oh, you know because you feel yeah. much more into the game
1: well yeah um, well now because think about it like this yeah. if i'm if I'm up 20 to nine as a head coach and office coordinator now now i can you know i'm not necessarily going to stay with the game plan I can experiment a little bit because I have a little wiggle room you know, to possibly make a mistake. My defense my defense has been, you know, good for the for most part of the game. So now there may be some other plays that I have in my back pocket that I may want to bring out, you know, bring out at this point, you know, which, you know, Miami probably did. You know, they yeah. probably had one or two plays, you know, that deviated from the actual game plan that they had. So it allows, you know, free reign, you know, a little bit more more leniency for the O C to make some other plays. Now if you're talking about a twenty sixteen game, I gotta play a little closer to the vest now. You know, and kind of stick with what I'm doing. Stay with, you know, stay with, you know, what's really working and not yeah. deviate and try to do something, you know, do something too far off, you know, off path.
0: Now, for my number one, Dud, are you ready for the shit show that is the offensive line, the run game? Because that was my number one, Dud. <laughs> yeah, I told, but listen, man, after one game of Detroit, you are like, oh, you know, everybody said the offensive line was going to be bad, we're wrong, and this could be a decent offensive line after one game, I was like, Dude, pump the brakes, man! Because they only got one new right. player from last year, and the scheme fits them even worse this year. Um, right. And this was the very, this is the very first um, run of the game where you have the left side. This is you call it an outside zone, mid zone, and Carpenter misses his his cut right there. I think he should get a little bit closer before trying to fully lunge into a guy like that. So he misses the the cut, which you know, I'll I'll excuse it. I guess a little bit, but he still misses it. Beachum. On the left side, to the like this, um, you know, it's it's like the almost like a seven tech, which is, uh, I believe that's that's Quinn right there. You can yeah. tell he's like he's he's slanting inside. He, you know he's gonna uh, bring pressure through that um, B gap, the backside B gap, and people are like, oh well maybe this was a slingshot technique. This was not a slingshot technique where you're basically no. just gonna put your your inside arm on the chest plate and then kind of push them out of the play um, you know, vertically. Um, like he's gonna push him into the backfield here. That's not right. what he was trying to do. So I don't know what Beecham was trying to do there, but this was the very first run of the game and it just kind of shows of you know how bad the offensive line was. Trust me, I have Plenty more players that are gonna show the offensive line, but it was it yeah. was really, really, really ugly.
1: Yeah, the O line was was really bad this game. And and honestly, go back to when you talk about I think it was Carpenter seventy seven. The center, one, it starts with the center. He can help him out a little bit more here. Yeah. You know, just a little bit more, maybe like a half a second more. Carpenter needs to, you know, but Carpenter needs to get all the way to the man before he, he, you know, before he starts initiating the cut. Uh, You know, and that actually may help him out because if the center holds him up a half a second, like you know, a half a second more, Carpenter, you know, gets, you know, in bottom position like he's supposed to and actually make the cut, you know, there's a little room here. Now now you're talking about, you you know, we got something to work with here. But yeah. because of that, you know, but but you know, but because of those two guys right there, you know, the play, you know, it kinda of breaks down right there. You know, the edge is set real good. You got Kiko coming around outside. Uh I mean and the blocks are decent, you know, kind of moving up the field, even though Kiko, you know, gets around outside. If he pops it out, Kiko's gotta handle the corners out there. But if you know, you can just hold up the defensive lineman there for another half a second, you, you know, you've got to play there.
0: Yeah, and obviously with that cut block, you want to hit the front of the legs, not the side of the legs, and that's kind of why he's able to to break it right there. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's and I'm gonna bring up a couple. It's not even a couple. I'm gonna bring up a lot more plays of, of the offensive line. It's not my favorite thing to break down for sure. It's probably my <laughs> least favorite, but uh, I got it. I got to just just show because it it was abysmal. Uh, you look at the stats. You know, three sacks. Uh, Donald was running for his life a lot of the games. Uh, Crowell had. 12 rushes for 35 yards, and a couple of those were chunk plays. Yeah. Powell, five rushes for six yards. It was just – you're never – the Jets' offense right now looks like it's predicated on play action, which it is, play action, bootleg um, type of deal to give Donald more time and and to eliminate how bad the offensive line is. And then it's predicated on a lot of short dinky-dunky passes, screens, um, getting Quincy Needham onto the flat, things like that, giving ch- guys chances for some yak yardage, um, and if you can't set up the play action, which is the, probably the biggest thing with the Jets' passing offense, uh, the passing offense is never going to work. And people say, "Oh, you have to, you're going to stack the box and sell out to reverse the run." If you don't have to set, if you don't have to sell out to stop the run and put extra guys in the box, why are you going to do that when they can stop it with four or five guys like that? Right. I think really like people always say that, and I, I just don't agree with it. Uh-huh. Yeah, no,
1: no, and no, I'm with you, and, and especially against the front line Miami's, where their their front four guys are pretty good, you know. Tell you the truth, so you know against this offensive line, there we knew there were going to be some problems coming into this game. The the problem that I have with this kind of game plan, where you want to use, like you said, running play action, you know, as kind of like the theme of the offense. If you don't have the guys that they can hold up, you you got to make some you got to make some changes, you know, whether that be you know, and I, I know it's going to help, it's, it's going to hurt, excuse me, hurt the outside guys, but keep another guy in. Max protect sometimes, you know, do some things like that. Everything doesn't have to be off of play action and boot, you know, because now yeah. now you're you're putting a lot more pressure on Darnell to really move around, you know, he's got to see, you know, make his reads, check out anything he's got to check out of. Now he's running for his life. And some of those interceptions, you know, or or misplaced balls that we've seen, you know, come in those situations where, you know, he's trying to, thread the needle to get the ball in or put the ball in a perfect spot. And you just can't play, you can't play the game like that. It's just, it makes it too hard, you know, for him to do it, especially as a rookie quarterback. It makes it, you know, extremely hard.
0: Yeah. And so, and this is another play too, where to to me, it looks like a tight zone where this, the the, the aiming point for the running back is is the A gap. You can see how they're blocking. It's what they're doing. So it's a zone, it's a zone play. Like I said, you know, um, tight, like, you know, belly is backside with the cutback option. So belly tight inside mid uh outside and like wide wide would just be a wide zone and the aiming point is the a gap here for for the running back at least that's what it seems so it looks like a tight zone split with this with this like sifter um the split defend or the split blocker going to the back side and everybody everybody on the line flows to the right and look at carpenter Uh, right so so in any like zone scheme towards the play side, it's like you have uh, anybody in the gap o- towards the play side, like that's 90% your your responsibility up up top is 50 and 10. So they call it the 90, 50, 10 rule. And Carpenter has to get to this, to the zero tech. And, you know, long as expecting him, he actually tries to help him a little bit, get leverage. Um, so he can move up to the linebacker, obviously because he needs to, that's where they're going to work to. And that's why it's you know, important to identify Mike linebackers and things like that, and especially in a zone scheme. And, uh, I do not know what Carpenter is doing here. He, he I really, I, I can't even explain it. To be, to be honest, I yeah, has he, no he, shot. Yeah, he just steps the wrong way. I mean, I mean that's that's
1: all to it. I mean, Miami's in you know kind of an under front, and he just steps the wrong way. I mean, the center's job, the center and Carpenter's job. You know, you doubling the nose, and it is this football one on one. You double the nose, get to the backer, which is if he does that. So say Carmenter, you know, gets his block on the no, on the um, <clears throat> excuse me, on his D line. Yeah. Yes, yeah, center gets up to the backer. Uh who is that coming across? Is that a new one coming across? Uh from the back back right back to the beginning? Uh 89, yeah. So heard he's it. coming. So yeah, hardness. So he's coming through now. Now you've got another extra blocker. The hole's right there. You just got you just gotta make those blocks. I mean, the play, the play is actually set up good, but one false step. You know, gets 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 carpenter out of you know out of position, and you know that's what closes everything down. You know that's that's just that's just a mental error. Uh,
0: I don't get it, man.
1: <laughs> I mean that yeah, that's just a mental error. You know, th- there's no reason to step towards you know to, to be stepping toward you know stepping the other way. So that's just a mental error.
0: Another play I labeled, I just labeled them: Crowell no shot, Powell no chance, Cruel no chance, Powell no shot. I didn't even feel like diagnosing it, and this is just basically. Um, another just lead zone. Um, this is another zone run. It's a lead. Uh, and center gets killed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Center yeah. Gets killed. Straight bull rush plays over right there. I mean, I mean, yeah. And that's, that's the thing that you, that offenses, it always starts from the inside out. We always say that. And it always starts with the center, whether it be making calls. He's usually mm-hmm. the first guy, especially when you're talking about running inside zone or any other play, whether it be, you know, power or something like that. He's the guy that starts the car. So if he doesn't, you know, if he doesn't get his job done first, car's dead, period, the end. I mean, that's just kind of, you know, that's just how it works. And here, you know, he gets, you know, he, he gets back into the backfield. The play's over before it even gets started.
0: Yeah, and to me, like off the snap here, I, I think he's, he's definitely giving this, this um, like a slanted two-eye tech, um too much of his chest right there it looks like he's really he's really giving him his chest if anything I want to see him dip down a little bit lower and get lower leverage and then try to reach block I mean, it's a hard reach block it's not easy right but, like I think I think he's just he's standing up too too soon here and giving him his chest he's never going to win that play side gap like that so yeah the play the play is over it's just there's there's no shot for for Powell I mean for Cruel right there and this happened a lot last year and then people were coming out and questioning John Morton why didn't run the ball more it's like you really not know why he why he didn't run the right. ball more? Like, come on, man. So and and this is a uh, another one. Let's see what happens here. This is a at least this is what I call it a, a et stunt. And yeah. I, I labeled it I, I labeled it wake, but it actually uh, I screwed up like the entire film review. I was calling ninety four wake when it was when it was coin. I don't know why I did it, but I did it. Um, And. One, I think Beecham, I think he's setting too far outside where you want that outside foot to basically split that that outside rusher. So I think he sets too far outside of one because you look how big that, that hole. That's a, that's a lot of real estate for a guy like Quinn or Wake or any really good pass rusher to get through. So he gives right. him a lot of real estate right there. And then Beecham pe- tries to pass it off to to Carpenter, and Carpenter just doesn't even get close to blocking him. And, and you know, Wake uh, gets through the B-gap and gets a sack on Donald. Donald really doesn't have a shot here either, so – um, bad, bad. Uh, you know, stunt pickup right there on the ET stunt. Oh yeah, and it is bad. I mean, like you said, you get you got the overset. You know, to start it off.
1: Yeah. And then Carpenter, his footwork, he's just he doesn't kick back. He doesn't kick back far enough either. It he looks like he's trying to. It's annoying. it looks like he's trying to soft press. You know, on the outside, and and he's late. He's got to be able. To, he's got to kick back further than that, and and get in. You know, and get in position so he can pick up the the stunt coming around. So that's you know. And there's three guys on two right here. There's no reason, there's no reason why you know they should get beat on this play. And if 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 um Beecham doesn't overset here, even if he, he runs, who's that Quinn? Yeah. Even if he even if Quinn continues to go outside, the back is there to chip him. So now you got an extra guy. So you know yeah. that's it's just you know technique things. So that's that's definitely technical error. So gotta be more cautious, I understand the threat that Quinn is going outside, but mm-hmm. you gotta realize that you've got a back behind you. If Quinn does get, you know, get a little bit of feel on you or get past you a little bit, you've got the back there to help you out for a second before he checks out.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what play this is. Uh hold on, I'm watching it myself. You don't you don't see it. Uh I don't know why I put this into the the O line review and why that was bad. Hold on, let me let me pull up the next play. But yeah, with with offensive line the rule is like you always you always hear is um you know, get your get your ass out of the stance and create room. And Carpenter to not try to create room so that's why i wasn't able to pick up the the, the et stunt and we haven't seen a coffee house stunt yet we will um and, and again here long is getting beat it's over the play is over play is it, over it's it's like this is like a weak inside zone it's done What what is cruel supposed to do here so a lot of people say we'll see like i don't know the the guys who don't really understand football will see oh well powell you know um you know, five rushes, six yards. He's terrible. Yeah, it's it's Powell. It's definitely the running backs in this game. Like, <laughs> the, the the run game was so bad this this game, and it, and it really you know it, it hurt the entire team. Yeah, it did. It, and
1: I mean, if you look, I I mean, honestly, and and I'm a real I'm a big technique guy. So just looking at offensive linemen, and like I said, I, I usually compare linemen in some sense to defensive backs in regards to like their stance and their body position. Look at Carpenter's. Look at carpenter stance. Look at long stance. Sixty-seven um, is not bad. Seventy-two is actually pretty good. Uh, but see how wide they are. You can't get any movement or any power. being that wide, you need to have. He almost looks like a crab. How are you going to create any power off of that? You can't get any movement or any power being that wide. You need to have your base a little more underneath you. You know, maybe like a half a step. If he moves, you know, his left foot maybe a half a step, you know, further inside. Now he creates that power to be able to to know, to block the defense of linemen. Same for long, you know, at the center position. You know, you want to give yourself a half a step. You know, keep that base underneath you, you get over there quicker. So you are just as fast as they are. When you look at D linemen when they're on their get-offs, they look like they're in a the track stance, don't they? They're heels, you know, they're almost heel to toe, you know, pretty much, uh, you know, when they when they line up. And for O Laman, you need to be, you know, kind of have that same that same ratio when you're talking about keeping your hips under you and having your, you know, having your feet underneath your hips so you can be able to move.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It was but, bad. But I'm just a guy at the house, so you know I don't know anything. <laughs> no, no, you didn't play in the NFL or you know any of that stuff. See, this is what this is what helps me having a guy like you on. And when you say I'm right, it helps me out a lot because I can be like, you know what, man, you don't you don't want to listen to my opinion. I do a damn show with Marcus Coleman. You know, <laughs> unless you're telling me you no know more than football, Marcus Coleman, have fun with that. Um, so again, this is a this is another um, you know, it, weak inside zone and long gets blown up backwards and it, he you know he basically it's walked into the backfield from the uh the, the play side of one tech and yeah. again powell because of the, there's a strong edge set on beach and does not create any push ever he does not he's a really bad run blocker so yeah. he gets pushed back basically getting walked back into the gap as well long is getting walked back into the gap and what is powell supposed to do right here he tries to get skinny and cut between it's a jump cut because of because of Beecham not creating any room at all for him. Right. He gets tackled. It's just so bad.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah. Beecham needs to. Yeah. Beecham <laughs> – Hit the weights? Yeah, he, yeah. I mean, he definitely needs to wait, you know, hit the weights. I mean, he really does. I mean, the, and uh, I'm trying to see what number that is for Miami. I can't tell. But, yeah, he, he he gains leverage almost immediately when he touches Beecham. And the play is over, like you said.
0: Long oh, he's he's, getting he's winning right there.
1: Yeah, Long is getting is getting bull rushed in the back. You know the the defense lineman for Miami is, is good using a you know we call it the long arm technique. You know once you get into the guy, you just use that stiff arm, and now you really have you you're in control now. Once you once you get an old lineman in, in the long arm, you've got control. He's doing that right now. You know doing that right there now. And, Yeah, there's nowhere there's nowhere for the back to go. I don't, you know, he can't bounce that outside. The edge is set. Uh, you know, win for Miami, but you know it all starts up front, and and you can't like I said. The sinners, the sinners, you know, he's the one that starts the car. You know, he can't put the keys in. Cars aren't going anywhere. And that's you know, a prime example of that.
0: Uh, yeah, it's, it's bad. And uh,
1: this is killing you, isn't it? I love it, though.
0: <laughs> yeah, great. I appreciate that, man. Uh, you know, good friend you are. Uh, I told you, I just—it's just—I knew this was coming all year, and it's going to keep happening. It's just—it's—it's it's going to. The Jets need to sign at least a left tackle and a left guard next year. And the thing with Long is, people like him, and I think he's actually pretty good in pass coverage. But run blocking, he's just not athletic enough to to be able to reach and be able to move. He he looks like he's running in quicksand sometimes and he's injury prone last year they only played about five six games so that right. that whole center from left tackle needs to be addressed immediately and it's not like you have a pro Bowl in winters winters been playing good you can get by with them and shell has he has some potential so i'm fine with those two guys but you need to replace probably from long all the way over to beach it's just there needs to be a completely different new offensive line you need to give donald Dar- time to read the field um And this play, this play pissed me off, man. And I understand, like, I know I don't know if you guys do those drills, but I know a lot of drills, like, you know, in practice, you'll basically put like a cone here and block this spot. This is where this is the the launch point, you know. Right. We have a guy like Donald who moves around a little bit. Um, for and we're looking at Carpenter right here. At at least I'm looking at Carpenter. Um, Carpenter is blocking that spot initially, but you could tell by 96 that that Donald's moving around a little bit. And I think this is just laziness from from Carpenter after this initial like. Um, stuff of the rush, he kind of just gives up. Like,
1: yeah, yeah. You got to stay engaged with. You know, you're playing with a quarterback that moves around a lot. And you got to stay engaged with. You know, with the. You know, with your target at all times. And here, you know, he, he, one, he gets too wide as he's going back initially. Like you said, he has him right there, but because of his base, now he's all out of whack. So now, really, the defensive lineman, and it's not that he's really getting lazy. The defensive lineman just has a two way going on him now because just because of his base. So if you by right here, it's over. So now, when Dona starts running, the D lineman can you know can has a two way go here. You know, for example, same thing with um I think that's Beecham, You know, right on, on the side of him. Same thing with Beecham. Beecham's almost in a full backpedal. I mean, kick you know kick your way out of there. Getting a good kick stance, power out. You know, uh, you know, set the edge for yourself as an offensive lineman. You know, be stout. If he wants to go all the way around, then then get into your run stance run, and go ahead and run him on, you know, yeah. run him out to play. Which eventually he does. But if by chance, you know, ninety four, you know, takes him up and gives him, you know, an arm under, plays over. There's nowhere to go.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like like um, when I talk about the lazy, I talk about, like right here. Like it looks like he's not really even. Tr- I don't know if he's just that unathletic where it looks like laziness, but. Uh, oh yeah, I I no,
1: but that's but that's because of how wide he is. I mean, you can't you can't get him moving, so it does look like he's probably lazy here. I mean, just because of how wide he is, when I mean, you're too wide, so now I mean he can't do anything.
0: Man, I wonder like what his like forty time and his shuffle would be. Um, but yeah, so th- that was the offensive line. There was more of it, but I'm not going to bring it up because I don't want to make a two hour show about <laughs> the offensive line. But that's going to happen a lot. There's maybe games where they play well, and I'm going to see on Twitter everybody talking about how good they are um because people like to overreact to the most recent game um but you know other than that I I guess we're going to studs the studs were almost hard to pick even so Adams is my third stud and I I I think he didn't even play as well as he did in the first game he was beat a little bit um you know in this game but you look at you know seven tackles one sack one tackle for loss he still he still played well but it wasn't anything like outstanding uh he had a quarterback hit and this play was the, uh, the strip sack where he's coming off, off of the edge right here. And what I like that about this, at least this is what I say, I it, so for me, if you're just by watching this on film, you don't really run a split zone with that sifter if, if it's an outside zone because that backside defender, you don't really ever plan on him getting to the running back with that wide angle. Right. So I think this kind of tips, I to me, this is like, t- then again, I'm not, I, it's a really quick processing, but it kind of tips off for a, for a play action. And what I like about um, Adam's here is he's not trying to take this sifter, you know, head on. He actually is going to, you hear a lot of people talk about attacking half of the body and he attacks half of that body with that, with that uh, outside shoulder, which I like, uh, basically just walks through that block uh, and, and tosses the guy to the ground as he tries to get, um, you know, leverage on, on Adams. But he actually doesn't toss him. He kind of just falls because Adams beat him. But, I like the adjustment of the angle. I like how he's attacking half the body, and I like the basically just a. Re, he has a like a, a motor that's just absurd. He he really does. He he tries every single play, and I I love to see a player like this. Yeah, I do too. And here he's
1: on a full blitz, so he so he doesn't have to worry about play action. He doesn't have to worry about covering. If you look at at the linebackers, I think it's uh, fifty two. Is uh, it's lead. He actually has the uh, the tight end coming back. You know, across yeah. the formation and coverage. But because Adams does a good job of, of, you know, of doing his job, and really for me, this is just an effort play, which is, you know, yeah. like I always say, you can't coach effort. You know that that's him fighting off the block, you know, staying in the play, staying in the play, you know, and getting the strip sack. You know, that's mm-hmm. a great play by Adams.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's definitely one of my favorite. I think I think him and Noonan are my are my favorites right now, just because their their effort and the way they they talk some smack and how tough they are at times I. I really like uh both those guys So my number two um Anunua, and I don't know if you had a different number two or three or anything if you want to just you know say yours but uh Anunwa seven receptions ninety two yards he was targeted a lot this game I think he's, he's the number one target on offense
1: mm-hmm. Obviously, yeah, where the yeah that, that's kind of what i had i actually had Anunwa one adams two tell you true
0: oh, okay so Got so right. yeah
1: so yeah, so we're kind of in the same're we're in, we're in the ball you know in the same ballpark with everything.
0: And this is like another another screen um, for for Noonwalk on this like smoke route. Where you're gonna get you know uh, Tomlinson basically just, like alley blocking a block Weber to the outside right here, um, which you know he does. But you know number twenty-two still takes a good angle uh, to the outside, and Quincy Nunez basically you know it's, it's nothing too um, you know crazy to break down here. He just throws a stiff arm and then he continues on for for the yak yardage. So I like great, to see that. Look, at that. look at that great cut by Long though. Did you see that? I didn't. Very oh decent. my god! I won't. I <laughs> You're breaking my heart, dude. I'm telling you. See, so what happened with this this film is because it came out Monday night. I had a rush to record, 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 put it up, put it up, put it up. Get ready for the show. I didn't even notice that. What are you doing?
1: <laughs> oh man, that's bad right there. Yeah, that's bad. He's well, I mean,
0: struggling I, so far, man. I thought he was gonna be decent, but he he's struggling. Yeah, he's struggling a little bit right now. You I mean, just gotta but, get. You're, you're hundred pounds. You just gotta get in his way. He's not gonna. He's not gonna get past you. You hope right. you
1: get in I mean, the way. Right. In this case, I mean, especially with with, with I think that's Mc McMillan or, or wait, I can't remember what 52's name I, is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think
0: I think it's um Rayquan McMillan.
1: I mean, yeah. Just yeah. All you gotta do is body body him up and get in the way. You know, you might actually have a chance to to go. You know, a new one might actually have a chance to go inside. But. I mean, even even so Anuwa just does what he does. Stiff arm, you know, shows the toughness, you know, that he that he always displays, you know, and you know, makes a hard run picks up the first down. You know, and that's you know, that's why he was he was my number one stud because he I mean, like he's supposed to, you know, he showed up like he usually does. So uh, you know, display toughness, you know, made some good catches, good runs after the catch. Uh so that's you know, he's definitely, you know, the the one stud for this game at least.
0: Yeah, and I didn't. I can't believe I didn't notice that. So um, <laughs> I can't believe as, you didn't see it. That was like the first. I'm watching
1: the play. That was like literally the first thing.
0: <laughs> looked like he's like sliding the first to, to, to home plate or something. Uh, but yeah, so so here I think this is going to develop between between um, Donald and and Inunua, and You get to tell Donald again isn't. He's stepping in the bucket when he throw when he throws this this pass. His feet are even. You never want to see that, but he just does it and it works. Um, and what happened here is with this, like, you what's know, we'll called a seam route or a slot fade. Um, Anunwal wins off the line of scrimmage. He, it looks like an arm over. Um, you can't really tell exactly because it's not too close, but I, I, it looks like an arm over. Um, or at least, I like guess, swim. He clears himself uh, and with that inside arm. And I think Donald expects him, because Anunwal has this real estate right here, he expects him to fade a little bit more out um, right. and break towards the sideline. So Donald throws it towards the sideline, and Inunwa doesn't expect it, so I don't know why I put this as Anunawwa, but this was a a good route to get open by Inunua. and He has room on the sideline, um, but it looks like a little bit of miscommunication. I think that's going to come when, especially you know, you look at Anunawwa who missed a lot of training camp, he missed a lot of preseason. I think this will develop, and they'll they'll be on the same page.
1: Yeah, will. But I mean, for Anunawwa, I mean, you you got to realize, you know, you get you know, you get in the, the smash route, you know, on outside, you're going to have. You know, just based on your alignment, you're going to have a lot of real estate, you know, to work with. And for Darno, I definitely don't fault Darno, Darno for this. You know, that's where you want the ball to be. That's the yeah. perfect spot. You know, he puts it, you know, only where a new one can catch it or nobody catches it. You know, nobody's got to do a better job of locating the ball and and fading out to the, you know, to the sideline a little bit more.
0: Yeah, so um, this is like another one of his catches. And um, this, I, I thought this was more just Bad linebacker play right here. Uh, this is actually terrible linebacker play in my opinion. Where um, they are in uh, cover two, so you have a cover, you have a cover two look, but they're blitzing fives. So you don't have the normal five under in the cover two, so they're a little bit more spread out than they usually would be. But this 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 middle linebacker right here is playing to to the boundary side, and he has to worry about the two to the one. The two becomes the one. Right, and he's just lost. He's lost in this play. Anunwa basically run whatever a, a stop route, finds a soft spot in the zone and gets an easy catch. But uh, I thought this was this is really really bad from this from this linebacker right here, just really unaware.
1: Oh yeah, and it, it was because you know the linebacker he's supposed to you know once they switch and mm-hmm. they, once they switch like that, the the linebacker's got to locate the, the nearest man, you know who becomes you know number two, which is Anunwa. And Noah just does a good job of just running around. You know, you know it's a deep curl. He just runs it right around him. You know, and, and Darnold hits him. You know, that's you know good. You know that's good awareness by him. But yeah, the linebacker definitely doesn't locate the guy. I don't know who he thinks he's covering out there, since there's nobody else out there.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's I don't know. We'll uh, move on to the last one. It's just the dolphins honestly try to get it's not like the dolphins played really well this game the they the, the jets like gave it to them they really did I'm not taking anything away I, well I am taking something away from the dolphins it's just it's not like they balled out and played really well right just played that bad they really did play that bad this was as bad as it gets um and i I like this you know uh you know stacked receiver set right here um the title, tighter alignment than usual um and I like how a presses inside releases inside the corner number twenty eight here opens up way too soon. Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't get his hands on, which allows Anunwa to to get inside. Um, so Anunwa gets inside, but he still he he still presses vertically, which I like. So as he's pressing this vertically, the corner is now going to run uh you know towards the end zone, and then Anunwa cuts outside, and, and you can see the awareness of Anunwa here, where he's looking he's looking because so he knows where Robbie Anderson is going to be right here, so he wants to make sure he cuts underneath. Um, that outside corner as well. So nice, nice route from from a Noon right there. He gets the catch. He almost breaks this, um, but the number twenty eight does. He's, he's able to make the tackle and drag him out of bounds. So yeah, no, that
1: was definitely a good route. The attacking, you know, even though I don't know why the corner is coming down and he's cocked playing outside, so that's perfect for a Noir. You know, stem him inside and then cut him back across. The corner's a little bit too high. And now it's free game for New Ward. Does a good job of cutting under Robbie Robert, Robert Anderson, like you said, you know, and making the catch. But like I said, that's, that's you know, that's why he he got the game ball this week. You know, he he kind of showed up like he was supposed to. You know, even because, honestly, Miami made a lot of mistakes on defense, you know, during this game. Oh, you know, yeah. Yeah, after watching the film, uh, you know, and I watched it, you know, a couple of times, you know, there were a lot of mistakes made by Miami's defense and, and the Jets just, just didn't capitalize on it.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh... And we're going to see some of that in in you know coming up in this review. And then my 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 number one, I I literally I I was looking at um, number one like who who should be it, and nobody really just des- like I guess people deserve like Noonah Adams played well, but I just gave it to Blau Powell. I didn't want to spend a, a ton of time on it. I basically gave it to him because he he scored a touchdown. That's kind of what it was. I'll, I'll, I'll admit <laughs> it. Like he scored. Thank God somebody scored. So that's that's why he got it. And um the Jets are going to like this concept. They like the sale concept. They like um, the Hoss concept. They like the smash concept. They like the Texas concept. And this is the Texas concept. And you're getting a, you know, uh, Blau Powell running this angle route out of the backfield. Uh, and the number 52, again, he's not good in coverage, McMillan, right? Um, right. because he's, he's opened up way too soon. He's, he's gifting the inside to Powell, but Powell recognizes that he cuts inside, makes a nice catch right there. Um, and, I like the I think Rashad Jones right here. He I, he's not he's not eating up that cushion. He breaks down a little bit too soon for, for my liking. Yeah. Um, but you know, Powell makes a nice you know, cut in the open field to avoid the tackle and he fights in for, for extra yards. And this is I, I was watching this live and I saw hold on. I saw that little piece of laundry. I was like, no effing way. What happened? Because that's what that's <laughs> what the Jets do. Thank you know, thank God they were started pointing at the defense. I was like, oh you know. Thank you. But, yeah, nice uh, nice play from Powell right there. Yeah, it was
1: a good play from Powell. And and Powell was uh, – he's probably my third. You know, my mm-hmm. third, to tell you the truth. Not because of the touchdown, but I thought he was a – I mean, I thought he was a big part of the passing game, which he was. You know, he was one of the guys, the few guys that actually did show up in the passing game, you know, and was able to make some plays. uh, You know, but definitely did a good job on the anger route. And as you say, McMillan basically gives him the inside. It's over with right there. You know, at that point, you know, all Powell has to do is secure Break the can- one tackle. Yeah, break one tackle leads in.
0: Yeah, which which he does, and I only have one more play of Powell. I think it's another. I think it's another, Texas. No, I, it's another angle route. Um, I almost like I kind of like argue with myself. Like, like I said, I kind of had a rush it. But I don't know if this is an option route or, or an angle route. Um, from from Powell in the backfield right here in the three by one gun set. Uh, he's going to the to the boundary side. I've labeled it as an angle route. Um, I don't know if that's because the the linebacker is playing soft on him, which is Kiko Alonso. Um, and he gives it a little hesitation to to hold Alonzo where he is, and then he just breaks inside. So it ends up being an angle route, but I don't know if it's an if if it's an option type route either. Um, but he breaks right. inside. Yeah, that's probably I, an option route. You 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 said option.
1: Yeah, it's probably an option because okay, yeah. if, if you, usually With on the angle route, right there. Yeah, you don't really have that breakdown. Usually yeah. on the angle route, you know, it's pressing more to the sideline and then coming out. But the mm-hmm. fact that he comes up and he squares him up with a little hesitation move, yeah, and, decide, and and once Kiko commits, you know, outside, which he does, then now he can just turn it back in.
0: Yeah, that's that's why I, I was kind of debating with myself if either was it Powell setting up the angle route or was it uh, an option route. But with that, you, like, like, exactly like you said, you don't really see that breakdown with the, with the angle route usually. But gets inside of of Kiko, Kiko uh, makes a catch, breaks, you know, a, a tackle to to gain another um seven yards right there so good good display of um you know in the in the pass catching game for blau powell uh that's it for studs who shouldn't really even spend that long on them now offense there was some uh <laughs> it was just i don't like talking about like last week i didn't like to talk about the duds this week i didn't like talking about studs i just i i hate it when they lose that badly um that was an absolute stinker man especially after all the momentum they picked up um in the first game against the Lions, I really thought they would come out with energy and want to win it again. And you know, the old type Jets would lose this type of game. I was like, no, this is a different Jets team. And I'm, I'm, I'm still not saying it, it definitely is like the same old Jets, but you, you don't want to see that game. It was just, it was just beyond bad. And some people blame it on the heat. You're a professional athlete. You get, you got to get through the heat. I know it sucks, but come on. Um, I'm, not, I'm,
1: I don't know who's blaming a loss on the heat. That's ridiculous.
0: Dude. I, oh, <laughs> yeah. One of the guys, one of the guys I was with, uh we went to the parking lot. And we always like sit for in the parking lot for a little bit, and it was actually funny because there was like an hour fist fight between like four New Yorkers where they're basically all gang up on one guy. They would put him back in the car. The guy would start crying. He'd get out of the car, open the door, run up to somebody screaming, punch him in the face. They would get him on the ground, punch him like it was literally 45 minutes of like the most intense Jerry Springer show. we were just watching. Oh, wow! You're just watching. It was, it was really funny, but one of the guys in that was moments was like, "Yeah, you know, it's hot out. I can understand the the lack of energy, and all this stuff." I was like, "Dude, what?" I was like, especially in the NFL with all the stuff they have on the sidelines, with all those big fans and stuff. Like in high school, basically just had a bucket of ice water. You dip the towel in the ice water, put it on your neck. Like right. you a lot of better uh, things than that. But um here. I hated and and I I said bad on offense. I said Tomlinson struggled in blocking a little bit. Uh, i didn't like some of the play calling but this play call i do not like ever so for me um there's there's obviously a one step drop three step drop five step drop uh seven step drop with shotgun i basically just add two so if it's a one step from a shotgun it's a three if it's if it's a three from a shotgun it's a five like that's how i do it for route concepts like that's how i see it Uh um so he takes a five step drop i I would consider a seven step drop so It's a a seven-step drop for for routes. I I believe it was a Yankee concept, so a really deep route combination uh, with only two – I believe it was only two guys running or three guys running it. Um, But, yeah, it was three. Yeah, it was three. So, um, why is Tomlinson blocking Robert Quinn one-on-one on on a a seven-step drop?
1: I have no idea. I mean, yeah, I have no idea.
0: Uh,
1: Like – I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the route combinations. Yeah. There's, there's nobody really quick, you know, that's the area with the exception of, you know, Robbie Anderson right here, but yeah, everybody else is, they're running deeper routes. So that's, you can't expect Thomas in the to black Quinn. You just, you just can't. They all and slide. I, and, and I don't know if they were dependent on, um, who was it? Crowell that's in the backfield yeah. to help out on that. And he obviously doesn't see it as well, which would be the logical thing. You know, in my head, if, if I've got, queen one-on-one with a tight end and I'm either sliding another lineman or I'm leaving the back end you know to to assist him on that so that's that's the only thing that I can see that 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 they erred on
0: yeah um yeah so moving on to uh another bad uh let's see if anything else bad from the offense that you want to bring up Marcus that you um want to cover man that's enough There's a lot of bad <laughs> going, and guess what we're going into some more bad um so, let me let me see. The read option just killed the Jets this game. Uh, you got to be a disciplined defense to, to take on the read option, and the Jets were not. Um, the Miami just – it was dink and dunk all day. Tannehill was 17 for 23, 168 yards, two touchdowns, which isn't a great stat line, but guess what? They won the game. Yeah. Uh, eight rushes, 44 yards. And this was the first play of the game. I was, like, walking up the stairs, and I saw this. And I was, like, what? So – the entire Jets defense reacts to the right on this on this play action. And I, this wasn't read option or anything, but what happens is Tannehill looks and he's like, Okay, well there's twenty yards of room for me to run and he just runs and picks up, you know, twenty yards on the very first play of the game because nobody on the Jets, you know, stays on their on, on the back side right there. They're all sliding to that running back. And it's that's that's as easy as twenty yards as Tannehill's ever gonna get or twenty five yards, whatever it was.
1: Uh, yeah, and I can understand being aggressive. However, especially when you're playing against a quarterback like Tannehill you know that has the mobility that he does any boot action. There's got to be somebody you know that takes the quarterback on the boot. Whether it be you know Adams down here in the safety position or outside linebacker here? Somebody's responsibility is quarterback, and you know it was definitely missed. You know, you know, in this you know, I think he may think he have you know, that he has him. You <laughs> know, just by by shuffling down the line but with a guy like 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 Tannehill, you almost have to overplay it more outside. To make sure that you're covered for when he comes back around, and that that was completely busted.
0: Yep, uh, and this is another play. I forget <laughs> what time in the game. I think this is this is later in the game since my fifty-fourth play that I recorded or whatever. Um, and again, so this is this, this. It looks like a like a inside zone split from um the the jump but this is basically the, the sifter basically sifter to me is just a guy working back underneath right to block right uh, that's what call sifter but it's an inside zone it almost looks like an inside zone split but he's basically like alley blocking here mm-hmm. um where you're having that crack block on um you know this, so this is basically you could oh, handle but but also if you're pulling the ball you have some options because you have that crack block and then you have the the like alley blocker and again you Copeland crashes down really, really hard right there. Adams gets crack block. And then, um, you know, Claiborne gets, gets blocked as well. And it's another first down for the Dolphins on a big game from, from a read option play. So the, the, the read option killed the Jets this week. And I don't, I think any coach or, you know, then again, it's Hugh Jackson. Um, is going to look at this game and use Tyrod Taylor against the Jets to be like, "Well, it worked for the freaking Dolphins, why not?" You have to throw at least five to six read option plays to try to catch the Jets napping in this game against the Browns. I foresee it um, happening. Yeah, I don't I don't know what
1: defensive alignment, you know what the call is. Yeah, you know, for the front, but there's so much space. Copeland has no choice but to crash down. Tell you the truth. Okay. I mean, you know, the call actually puts him in a you know puts him in a bad spot. You know, because of if you look at the space you know, that's there from alignment, he has no choice but to crash down just in <laughs> case he does hand it off to the running back because he's the one that's got to make that play, which he's, you know, that's his job. Yeah.
0: Now, because if he, if he
1: came here though, this is right. It's yeah. It's money. Right. So he actually does his job because he, he closes the hole. That's okay. what he's got to do. Now you got the block on, on Adams, which because you've got Copeland coming down, would like to see Adams, you know, play this, you know, play this more outside in, uh, okay. so he doesn't get blocked. They kind of set the edge a little bit more. But just because of the numbers, you know, the Dolphins would, would probably would end up winning on this play anyway because they have numbers coming back. You know, because of the, the sifter, as you call it, coming back,
0: mm-hmm.
1: blocking on Claiborne, they have numbers. They, they have numbers against this, this defensive front already. But, you know, you, you really – you know, just whatever that front was, Copeland <laughs> – and it kind of put Copeland and Adams in a bad spot, you know, against that play. You know, and, and obviously that was something that was game plan because they – you know they they were successful on it several times.
0: Yeah, yeah. The the running back like too like Drake. He only had eleven rushes for fifty three yards, but every time he ran, it seems like it was five to to ten yards. And the Jets just re- didn't really shut him down. And you know on on this play, it's uh, I think this is a, this is an inside zone. But if you look at the gaps, you have you know C clogged, B clogged, A clogged backside, A clogged backside, B clogged, but the backside C gap is wide open. Yep. Um, So, what do you do? You see anything else from this play, or you just see you know not winning on that? um, Well, you didn't win on the
1: outside with the the block on the tight end. Actually, the linebacker is doing a good job of pressing the pocket. Safety's got to get over quicker. He's the field guy in this place. You got to understand, it's you know when the line moves as the line moves, you know you have to move along with it. Mm -hmm. So actually, twenty one and you've got Adams on the outside. Twenty one's got to be the guy to fill that spot. Tell you the truth, particularly if you're asking. Um, your linebacker to shoot inside. You got one linebacker sitting the edge. Twenty-one's got to be the one that steps in and, and makes this play. You know he's got to he's got to see that and, and start, He's got to be in better position to come over and make that play.
0: Claiborne. He
1: yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't need to be. He doesn't need to be that wide. And if you're going to play this kind of defense where you're going to move Adams, you know, in and out of, the, you know, from you know from the back end to the front end and be on a lot of scrimmage, your corners have to be able to tackle. And Claiborne doesn't do a good job of sliding over and, and, and filling the hole.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, perfect segue into Claiborne. I think this is a player who you're not too high on because I, I I hear the way you talk about him on uh, the last couple of shows, and I know you're not like the the highest on Claiborne. And this this it, do you remember when um, last week when we were talking about him looking inside is going to come back and hurt him? Yep. And we we guarantee or I guaranteed it's going to happen. It it yep. took one week. It took one week. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so again, so he's good. Yeah, he he gets like a. He, like kind of like a shot, like a half a shuffle in. He has hands on, he he has this. He planned this pretty well, but what happens to his head? Look, he looks like it. in the backfield yep. and he has to hold because he's losing one of those senses. He's not looking at him and he's right. grabbing. He's, he's grabbing for dear life right there. I don't know why he didn't do it so early, but it's because look how long he's in the backfield.
1: Seriously, yeah, that's that's like pet peeve rule number one for me as a DB. never you don't need to look back at the quarterback you you have to make sure that you finish the route with the wide receiver before you start looking back but it's like we said last week and this is something that he did in Dallas it's the same thing he's so nosy that he can't just play you know play the route you know as as it develops and then look back at the quarterback he's gotta feel like he feels like he's just gotta be looking back at the quarterback you know I don't know yeah It's it's like the quarterback's got like a little a little pennant back there, and he's just like flicking, yeah, on, yeah. like side to side. He's yeah. got him, he got him in the trance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude,
0: like it's like it's, it's so late here. It's almost it's almost like you said. He's like in a trance because he, he feels the the he has to feel the receiver cutting back. At this point, he's still looking he's back. Still like, looking what back. What are you up. doing? Yeah, that's So this that's, was third down. Man. This was a penalty. It gave the Dolphins an automatic first down. I believe the Jets. Yeah, okay. I put it right here. This the, the Leonard Williams and Avery Williamson actually got a sack on this play, but because he negated it with a holding, um, the Dolphins came back. I believe they scored or got a field goal. I do. I know that two the Jets two turnovers actually led to two scoring drafts for the Dolphins. So the Jets really just screwed themselves a lot in this game and. Um, once you're on the receiver, stick on the receiver. The only time I really see guys looking backwards, okay, at least in my opinion, is when you have them tightly um, you know, squeezed to the sideline um, you know, as you're using that sideline as an extra defender. But like in the inside, like this, especially in the slot, you're crazy, man. You're crazy looking inside like that, especially for that long, maybe a quick peek. But that's, that's a full couple seconds right there that he's looking back. So that was, that was bad. Yeah, that
1: was bad, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I usually – and even when I played, I usually – on the sideline, it's easy to determine when you look back because, you know, you're only getting a few routes. When you're in the slot, you've got to make sure that, you know, unless he's running like a whip route in that case where you got to stay, you know, more on top of the route. You can't play underneath when you're in the slot, especially if you're in man-to-man coverage by yourself. That's just – that's you know, that's too hard to do.
0: Yeah, and then tell me what you see on this play right here, Marcus. I, I labeled it as. Uh, I
1: guarantee you, he's staring at the quarterback right now.
0: Cover cover one robber. This is this is what I see it as because like you have, you have man man man. I think that it's because this is the you know four. There's a what is it? Three receivers on that side. Yeah, three receivers on that side. Uh, um, Adam's gonna play over top and basically leaving Claiborne on an island where this this the safety's gonna come in and rob any any short crossing routes right here. Right. Um and Claiborne, he's one well, he's playing he's playing really far off, so he's disguising in a little bit, but he just he he starts to run really late. He's giving the receiver a ton of room and he gets burned. Well go we'll go go back to the, go back to
1: the start of the film and I'll tell you what where the problem is. He's actually not too bad because you don't wanna be I mean, he needs to scoot over maybe like a yard to be a little tight on the receiver. Mm-hmm. Right there, he's staring at the quarterback right now. Look at his head; he's looking at the quarterback. He, I guarantee you, he doesn't even see this receiver. If he does, he sees like a small piece of him. But you know, at this point, once he looks back at the quarterback with the with nothing impeding the wide receiver, and you're staring at the quarterback, you're burned. Robo so guy's gone. You know, this should be six. I'll tell you the truth.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, he gets this is this yeah. is as open as it gets in the NFL for the most part.
1: Right. And he he just he has a bad habit of just staring back at the quarterback you know, trying to I guess trying to see where the ball is or trying to make plays. But that's, you know, for him, you know, that's been unsuccessful for him. So if you would think coming from Dallas, coming in now, you know, trying to change that up and work a different technique, you know, and he just hasn't done that. He's still so focused on looking back at the quarterback that it continues to get him in trouble.
0: Yeah, he's got to clean that he's got to clean that. Tremaine Johnson does that a little bit too, but not as much. And Tremaine Johnson right. just an overall he's he's a he's a better player than um uh than Claiborne is and I actually do. I have that play. Um, okay, yeah, I do have that play queued up from from Johnson. Where uh, you, you'll see, you'll see, you'll see when I bring it up instead of me explaining, I literally have film on it. So why am I gonna try to explain it? Uh, it's pretty dumb, but next player is is lee and he didn't have like a, a bad bad game but i thought there was two plays of him that i that i didn't like kind of showed me what he was a couple of years ago or even last year or even maybe this year um where his awareness in in zone coverage again and, and like we said with he's he's in this uh, I, I label it as cover three um so he's in this like hook the curl zone and the number three becomes the number two. The, the, right. the two becomes a three. And he literally avoids the number three while staring at the quarterback, and it's wide open. And I don't know if he's pissed off at himself after this play, but he's been that player to go on Twitter to complain, to be vocal. And after the tackle's made, like, I don't know if he's pissed at somebody else for, like, what he's doing. Um, he should be pissed off at himself because – But it looks like to I'm saying, me he, I, I'm – I'm really guessing on this, but it looks like he's, like, pissed off, like, somebody else that they gave up that pass.
1: No, well, he shouldn't be. He, need to be. he needs to be pissed off at himself. <laughs> I mean, really, the guy literally ran to your, the spot where you're supposed to be dropping. That's why I tell linebackers when I'm coaching them, if you're dropping in zone and you're, you, know, you, have to, you have to locate three to two or two to three or whoever it mm-hmm. is that's coming in, like you have, to, you have to turn your head and physically look at the receiver to see where they're going. Because if not, if you're looking at the quarterback and you're gliding with the quarterback, the receiver's going to do – He's gonna you know, look you off with, all day. He's gonna look you off all day, and all the receiver has to do is just run to the spot where you're supposed to be, and it's an easy throw. You know, which which happens right here.
0: Yeah, he has that problem a lot too, where he has no awareness of his zone, and will just stare at the quarterback, and he'll like kind of guesses where where he's going to go. Um, and this was that. Like I said it's not even like he didn't see him. He literally avoids the three the three threats. So I, I I don't know, but that was bad. And then there's another play I'm going to bring up where this is uh, i thought this was soft i thought this was a soft play um when I, when i watched when i watched this play and he actually does a good job on this play like maintaining his backside gap responsibility actually you know getting on the uh, get on a, getting in on the running back another like tight zone type run from the um from the dolphins i would say that it looks like his his aiming point was either either a belly zone or a tight zone it looks like it was one of those a gaps was the aiming point probably the backside so it's probably like a belly zone and sure. he, he 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 does a good job you know um you know, stay on the backside right here, but this tackle attempt was, yeah, was off. Yeah,
1: he needs to be more physical. Yeah, need to be more physical. You need to step up and fill the hole. That's that is a soft tackle. I mean, he's catching the guy. Step up, get a good base, explode through the tackle, and. and and bring the guy down this you know for a linebacker this is a soft tackle this I
0: agree with you that. Not, not for a linebacker i think this is like a it's soft tackle period. from my grandma dude <laughs> yeah. I, this almost looks like a greeting hug that i would get if i walked into a family member's house like maybe <laughs> yeah. a little bit aggressive like hey man like excited to see you but a little too aggressive but right dude,
1: that, that's a hug yeah because here's the thing if if uh, jamal lasden doesn't help him out over there that that runs that's another 10 or 15 yards Easy, you know, twenty yards. You know, broke on a run. You know, considering the safety makes a tackle, but yeah, that's a big run. You Dude, know, there is
0: a no there was a play versus the Saints and a play versus the Reds or the uh, Raiders where he literally got folded in half because a, a blocker was coming and he fell backwards trying to avoid the block. Like, um, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't see it with him. He had a really good game last game. Hopefully, he can improve him. on that. I know pro football focus and all that stuff has him rated as the number one coverage linebacker and all that stuff right now, but. Uh, I don't agree with that. Don't see it. <laughs> no, no. That's why, like, I don't know how they do their stats. So I actually got an argument out of the Jets game with a guy from Pro Football Focus because I was talking about Sam Donald and arguing him versus Baker Mayfield. And somebody said Baker Mayfield is better in every single area than Donald. And I was like, okay, that I understand people can have different views, but every single area like that's a little bit crazy. We got into it, and I said like, you know, basically I did like a seventy four play review. <laughs> on the guy and then a guy from pro football focus like tweets me, he's like, oh you know 74 plays is a game right and i was like oh my god and then we got into it a little bit where i was like dude i don't see you doing any film breakdowns you just you 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 freaking do stats like get off, right. off my shit a little bit right um but so let's see okay so this play um this was like some discipline stuff on on, on the run and this is where AB williamson and jamal adams this is why adams was my three uh i think I think both of them are following that sifter um and they both like jump to the to the away from the play side gaps and it allows Drake right here to to break both their tackles where if Avery Williamson continues to where he's going um he he probably fills that gap and makes a tackle and same thing for Adams where Adams takes himself basically uh right. out of the play right here
1: yeah they they both ran themselves out of the play his thing, that and this is and I, I'm sure coach Bowles coaches this because he coached it when we played. You have to, when you're getting full flow and, it, and you know you have potential of a guy, you know, coming back backside, that's not your guy. You don't need to chase the guy. You're always, if the play backside. happens, to, yeah, if the, the play happens to go away from you, then you feel late. But if you're getting, but if you're getting full flow to your side, you got to stay on your side and play your gaps. And both of these guys are looking or are looking at the tight end going back across the field mm-hmm. and they both get run out of the play, both of them. So that's, yeah, that's just our discipline and understanding. In understanding mm-hmm. the, the play,
0: a lot of those me's these games, this game, a lot, it was just, lot of
1: a lot of me's. Man. Yeah, <laughs>
0: uh, it's just let's see. This is another one too, and this was the backbreaker. This is like me, and my friends are just like, okay, we're getting out of here. Um, well, I, I, I label it third and six. There's two minutes and thirty nine seconds left. Uh, they just have no timeouts to get the ball back. You know, with two minutes remaining, down eight, so you have you have a chance. You know, you have you have some type type of a chance. Another read option play, and simple. Like I said, read option, you're you're going to leave that um, backside linebacker right there on an island. If he crashes down, you you, you take you the ball. Pull, you yeah, you pull it. Yeah, so.
1: Dude, quarterback. Gee, what are you looking at? <laughs> That's that, Louisville. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. Like, you got to take a better angle than that. Like, for him, especially since you've only got one guy to your side now, now you only want to take one slow shuffle, and if Teddy Hill keeps it, then you should be able to destroy him. If he has it, you yeah, your job. But yeah, now you're
0: gonna you're gonna expect your defensive line to do some work and get on the run a little bit late. But you gotta right. play. Safe, you gotta play safe right there.
1: Right. Yeah. You got to. So yeah. That's that was definitely definitely a a mental error on that one in regards to you know I I guess I can't call it a mental error because he looks like he knows that he has center Hill, but technically, you know, he doesn't do a good job of executing <laughs> what he's supposed to be doing. So
0: technically uh, yikes <laughs>
1: <I> no <know. laughs> uh, so like yeah hey, technique errors and middle errors you no know, so, middle errors are usually when you just bust and you just blow an assignment technical errors are you know when your technique's bad or you know yeah. play you know you don't play to play the right way you know obviously
0: and it's like and obviously the jets uh, you know I should correct myself there's 239 and they would have had a kick uh you know like a 35 37 yard field goal but kickers miss all the time look at the freaking browns game look at the vikings game thank god he missed those field goals so i would really be down to you uh four bath is my favorite player in the nfl um for those reasons but yeah so the the defense was it 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 looked good like 20 20 points but you have to really deep dive deep into the film i don't think the defense played that well i I, you know um by points and yards all stuff yeah it looked good but it was a disappointing game if this was a better offense they would have got hammered um, yeah
1: yeah yeah i agree with that with some of the the plays some of the Big plays at Miami mm-hmm. If they like, like you said, if they would have faced a, you know, a, a better offense, I think it would have been a lot worse. Tell you the truth.
0: Yeah, I got two more plays from from uh, the the defense, and this was the touchdown that they gave up. Um, I believe this is right. Yeah, right before right before halftime, and this is Tampa two coverage. The the middle linebacker Avery Williamson opens up to the um, stronger side of the of the formation, and for me. On this play, what I'm seeing is one. This so for for Tremaine Johnson here. I don't know if he's just matching the one because there's no number two threat that's coming into his zone, or if it was just a mix of man and zone where his Tampa two was just he was manning up on the top. But regardless, he takes him like it's man. Um But he wasn't even really involved in the play. But Adams is playing over top of that and this uh this out route um, right here. And Middleton at this point basically has to match that that skinny post um, but he doesn't so he lets that come off of him he's not tight to it and then he gets beat I also like to see Avery Williamson right here have a little bit better awareness because there's really nobody threatening his deep zone so maybe uh, he could he can notice that threat and then get underneath the the receiver and play that ball so I think right. that was a I, I think that was a bad play from both Avery Williamson and and Doug Middleton on this one.
1: Yeah, and I'm trying to I'm trying to see. Yeah, I'm like you. I'm trying to figure out what they're playing a little bit here because I mean it looks like it's half tempo or it's
0: like it's like uh, they're playing. We know, got like one, two, the Tampa. Yeah, and then you know it looks like Screen has that hook to hook the curl is not playing a, 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 right. a curl flat. Uh, I guess I guess Tremaine Johnson is matching the one because yeah, there's no yeah, other. Flat. He, he, I think that's it's the only thing I could think of. Yeah, I mean that's
1: yeah that's what it looks like. I mean, especially the way he carries them downfield. Um, you got the you know, you got the deep half safety there. Yeah, no, for the for the safety, you wanna make you wanna make it when they come out, when the receivers come out, one I think he needs to slide in a little bit more. I would prefer to play this with inside leverage, especially down in the red zone. And you got mm-hmm. a corner that's out there anyway, so if he runs a seven, uh, you can break – you break on the seven route, but the corner actually has a chance, even with the, you know, with the wheel coming out, has a chance to to make a play on the ball. But because it's a wheel, you know, you're getting – you know, you, you should know that you're getting the post. So, I'd like to see this more, like, head up inside, you know, playing it, you know,
0: like that. Yeah, and for me, like, this is why I called, like, the Tampa 2 and he just matching on top because I it looks like a snap right here. I, like, like I said, you have to – I'm pointing at the screen again. Yeah. Um <laughs> but you, uh, I think this is what Tremaine Johnson, like a smart player. And if you look at the snap, and this is like I literally there's times where I have to watch a play, like not this play 20, like there's been times where I watch a play 20, 25 times, like in slow motion, trying to figure out exactly what happened because defenses and offenses are really complex. And it looks like at the snap, he's Tremaine Johnson is looking up top right there, and, and he sees that the number two and three are breaking inside, or at least the number two is breaking inside. So he kind of takes a, a right. Uh, he just takes one more yeah. guess right there, kind of right. Um. But okay, moving on. One more play from from the from the defense, and this was another um, outside linebacker on the on the read. Oh, okay. So this play I couldn't tell. Um, this was the one I watched uh, quite a few times. Um, this was the play where basically this is the end of the game. Uh, third and nineteen. You never want, even if you're the worst team in the NFL, the best team in the NFL, you should not go up third and nineteen. It should never happen. Um, Tanhill does a nice job right here, you're avoiding pressure, stepping up on the pocket. And Frank Gore stays in late here, and then he eventually leaks out. Right. And people blame this on Adams. I don't, I'm i not going to blame this on Adams unless you sh- think he should have better awareness. But it looks like he was just kind of just like green-dogging where he had this this tight end. He decides to blitz once he stays in the block. Right. Um, somebody had Gore. I don't know who had Gore right here, um, but they did not stay responsible for Gore. I See, I don't like how Adams kind of passes him off. That. I think he should have take, taken him right there, so maybe it is a little bit of Adams' fault. But pre-snap, it's not his responsibility. Um, Gore is wide open, and then he runs for you know 19 yards, picks up a first down. That's the end of the game, right there.
1: Oh yeah, I mean going back, like run it back again. Um, because I'm trying to see where the linebackers are. Let's see, yes,
0: yeah, so you have he's up uh, in the line.
1: No, that's, that, that is Adam's man. So There's yeah, because so, I mean, if you if the linebacker let it run, if the linebacker's rushing like I think he is, um, the outside linebacker is going to take the tight end. Yeah. That, that ends up being Adams' Bay. I don't know who's gonna.
0: But then, who takes the time. tight end if he goes out for a route?
1: The linebacker does. That's why he's taking him. If he goes out, he's got to take him. This is like all out. This is all out man. So somebody, and the linebacker's getting blocked. You know, getting blocked by, getting blocked by the guard. The only person that's left to cover the running back is is Adams.
0: Yeah, they're I mean, sugaring. That's called they're sugaring the a gap right there. But I just don't. Because, like, for me, like, I don't know if they're switching responsibilities if they switch across the formation, but there's nobody (sighs) –
1: Well, yeah, I mean – How is he going to play
0: Gore if he breaks out on a swing route right here? I would think the guy
1: at the top hasn't. But since he doesn't and he leaves, then he's the one that actually gets the blitz and Adams is the one that needs to pick up the back. I mean, that's that's the only way I can see it. If it was flip, if it went from the other way – then the outside linebacker, the DB, that's the DB. The DB at the top wouldn't end up taking it back, and Adams would, Adams would be free on the blitz here. But since Gore you know, comes over to this side, that ends up being Adams' man. And and if you see at the corner how he hesitates, and I know he's going against a bigger guy, but he hesitates. And once he leaves, then he's on a full-out rush now. And that leaves Adams to take it back. Because the linebacker is not going to be able to get Gore from here.
0: Yeah yeah, no way. So yeah, it's just that okay, so regardless, no a big another big ME and it yeah. kills the judge chances to, to come back right here, right here. And uh it's third and nineteen, you're like, uh, you know, I've seen it before. There I remember a play versus the Patriots like third and seventeen. And I was like, they're gonna freaking convert. They converted I was just like hey. I know, but I, I but but
1: instead of calling that, you'd like to see something a little safer on yeah, third and all eight, out eight. blitz. Like <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't want to see all out blitz on third nineteen. I get that you think that, okay, all out blitz, I can, you know, make him get the ball out quick and mm-hmm. and uh you know, you come up you know, you just come up and make the tackle. You know, I get that. But, you know, versus that that said, they I mean they basically max protect. Mm-hmm
0: you know, yeah, on his he, play he, and, and gore leaked out. Blitz, like why not zone blitz so they can see something? Like, i I, I right. rather a zone blitz than a man blitz in this situation. Right, no, and, and I agree
1: with that, and, and that was going to be my next comment. If you're going to run okay. pressure, at least let, let it be zone pressure uh, so you got bodies and you got people there that can rally up and make the tackle as opposed to just leaving everybody stuck out,
0: you know, in man. Well, this is exactly why, because in man coverage, this is why running quarterbacks are rip up man coverage because look, look – if you look, all their backs are turned to the yep. to the to the play, so you can't see when somebody's breaking free underneath. So that's exactly why um, Michael Vick would rip up man defenses because they can't see him. Um, but yeah, it's just another another Emmy uh, good from the defense. We'll cover it quickly. Um, Johnson, this is the play I was talking about. He played well all game when you when you're a corner unless you're going to get an interception, big pass deflection, big hit. If you're not showing up a lot, that's good for obvious reasons. Right. Um, and this play, I thought, I thought he 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 got lucky here. Um, he's on the bottom of the screen right here. He's playing off coverage, and this I think I labeled it. I think this is like a this is cover one, um, yeah, cover one. So I don't. I, he's using that shuffle technique. I, know I don't like the shuffle technique, but at least if you're going to use the shuffle, keep the receiver between your, your eyesight between the, with the quarterback, but he lets the, the receiver break outwards and get behind them. How is he ever going to know what their, what their corner is doing? I mean, what the receiver is doing right at this I mean, moment. He's not.
1: You, you don't. And that's why I don't like it because here he's beat bad. I mean, he just bad. Oh throw. yeah. He's beat. Yeah. He's beat. It's just a bad throw. Yeah. But he's beat. And that's why I don't like the shuffle technique. You, you basically, essentially you've given the wide receiver a two way go now and you don't know where he is. So now you've lost location of the receiver, and you're going to lose location. I mean, you'll see location of the ball, but you're going to be so late, you're not going to have a chance to make a play on it.
0: Yeah. Like you said, even if you don't, even like I know you don't like the shuffle technique, but at least keep the receiver in your sight line. So and that- it, and it, here's my thing if you're going to shuffle, I would rather it be if we're playing something like
1: cover three or something like that, where you know you have where your responsibility is. Um, uh, you know, you've got deep thirds, so you can play a, maybe a yard or so deeper and play more yeah. like head up to inside. Mm-hmm. So you don't give, you know, you don't give up, you know, the skinny post or anything like that. But you don't know, the out route. At least you give yourself a chance to make the play on it, and you can still see the receiver. You know, in three, I know that's a bad example because that's that's hard to make a play. You know, usually hard to make a play in that in that coverage. But at least you can you have a sight line of where the receiver is as opposed to shuffling letting the receiver run behind your back. And now you've just lost everything. You're thinking he's run to go? He snaps it back, running, coming back. You know, I, I can't stand it. And I see it every weekend. I see it in college, see it in yeah. pro. And it's just, you know, at some point, somebody's going to understand it. It doesn't work.
0: <laughs> like <it> just. <laughs> Marcus <laughs> yeah. Coleman, number one guy against <laughs> couple technique. We'll, we'll, we'll die on the hill for that. Um so go, moving on, we have a couple more plays of the of the good from the defense, um, even though it was a bad play from the defense, and then we'll go a little bit into Darnold, then we'll recap some minor things that happened with the Jets, and then we'll go into the Browns game, um, and my rebound week on pick'ems. So, um Leonard Williams and I think Shepard plays this pretty pretty well too. Uh, as as Shepard as he's the you know four tech right here. Right. Um, call him, you know, maybe a, a maybe a more of a four eye. Um I like the the extension right there, the hand placement, that ag- that aggressive uh, you know chop to the inside arm right there. Um, but then he eventually has to go back inside. But I, I like that from him. And then Leonard Williams too. There's really nothing like he, he gets he gets he comes off a snap low. He has good hand placement, elbows are nice and tight. Gets the extension, the the uh, almost like a bull jerk or the push and pull right there. Um, stacks them and sheds him easily, mm-hmm. you know, to to make the tackle. So Leonard Williams actually he he probably should have been one of my studs this game, but. Um, Leonard Williams played pretty well. Yeah, and, and he's been, and I, I, I've, I've liked him since he,
1: you know, he since he's become a jet, you know, because he he's consistent in what he's doing. I mean, early on, yeah, he had a few mistakes, but you know, mm-hmm. he was working rookie and learning the position. But once he got it down, now, you know, he's been one of those one of those guys that consistently plays well. I love his hands and his technique, and and he's just only getting better. So I, I thought Williams, you know, I, I did think Williams had a had a pretty good game this day.
0: Yeah, I, I got I got two more plays of of Williams too, and his his lateral quickness for a guy his size is is incredible at, at times, and that's what I'm going to show, um, on this next play right here. Let's see. All right, so he is the call, Yeah, three tech, and man, it, it, yeah, is there words for the, like he that that quickness and that just that one step and hop, and then that you know that. Basically, you know, wanna call it a chop or or almost like a club to that inside arm of the of the uh of the right guard. The right guard has no shot right there, and then Leonard Williams makes a tackle for for a what, no gain or one yard loss. So that's just that's crazy. That's a that's a good play. That looks like the quickness of like a freaking safety or a linebacker, but for a guy who's three hundred pounds, that's that's crazy right there.
1: Yeah, and the thing that I like that he does the most here is he's stout. You know, he he knows that he's going to get double and understanding what, you know, scheme-wise that what Miami runs, you know, they're trying to double on nose to get to the backer. So he does a good job of taking the side of the gap that he's responsible for, using his hands, getting an extension, and making the play. Because he knows he's got that linebacker. And, and eventually that guard's going to have to come mm-hmm. off to take the free, the, you know, to take the free hitter. So, yeah, that's, you know, that's that's just smart football right there.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then uh, next or the last one of of Leonard Williams, um, is let's see, play fifty-five that I recorded again. This is the lateral quickness that um, he displays, you know, a lot. And he's a guy. I think he's only twenty-three years old. So like the Jets' core young player, like like is young, Anderson's young, mm-hmm. Adams is young, Leonard Williams is young. Like they they have a young core. And again, he's he's the one tech right here. That lateral quickness with that, you know, that cl- club with the outside arm to the arm over, um, and in the backfield, you know, immediately. And I think this is a uh, – it's, lo- it's a loss of two or three yards, wherever it is. But, again, nice lateral quickness, nice club into the arm over right there for Leonard Williams. Yeah, that's a hell of
1: a play right there. And <laughs> he – that really is. what you – I mean, it goes back to what you alluded to earlier. His lateral quickness is ridiculous, dude. That's But that's a hell of a play right there.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I like Leonard Williams a lot and, you know, a lot of people, which maybe you want to see some more sack numbers for him. But when you don't have a pass rush, you're getting double teamed a lot or, you know, a lot of combo blocks. Um, and you're a, th- you're, you're, you're a defensive lineman in, in a 3-4. It's a lot different than a 4-3 than a right. lineman. Right, right.
1: So. And it's it is diff- it is different because they play – you know he plays more traditional three four and those, You know where he's two gap and things like that, as opposed to somebody like, uh, like an Aaron Donald or somebody like in Wade Phillips three four, where it's more of a one gap scheme. So you know they're able to get more pressure in in Wade's, you know, defense. Same as Denver, Denver does the same thing. You know with uh with Vance, you know they play more one gap, uh, than than they do two gaps So his sack numbers aren't going to be where people want them to be.
0: Yeah, and this is a play from Pennell, and I, I try to find some positives from this game. I like Pennell a lot as a, as the nose, and I think he's really strong. He, the athleticism's not there, but come off the snap pretty low, good hand placement, um, and he sheds this block pretty easily to get in the tackle. There's really nothing to, to break down on, on this one, but I honestly don't know why I brought this play up, but it, it was nice. He walks he, he walks number 67, the the center, into the into the backfield a little bit right here, so nice strength uh, showing right there yeah. from Pennell. And then yeah, any, yeah, any yeah. comments, then we'll move on.
1: Nah, good hands, good leverage, great play. Yeah. You know, that, that's, how want, that's how you want it. That's how you want to look,
0: tell you the truth, You know, mm-hmm. just like that. And now moving on to the uh the golden child. Uh well other than that, actually we have I had Copeland, three tackles, one tackle for loss, one quarterback, uh sack, and then two quarterback hits. One was negated by I believe it was but the buster screen penalty that he that he had. Uh okay, so this is bring up some Darnold, talk about him a little bit. I don't have as many Darnold plays as I did in the last couple of weeks, but um so this was was this the pick? No, this wasn't the pick. This was uh oh, so this, this was almost a good play from from Donald. He, you know, he or actually he drops back. He's feeling the the pocket collapsing. Almost like a contained rusher rushing from outside. So he has to step out the pocket. He can't scramble outside of of the uh, of the tackles. So he has to step up, and he's getting some pressure from this um, blitzing linebacker, like a delayed blitzing linebacker. And he almost makes a fantastic throw to to a Nunez. It's just like a yard or two over, but. I, I kind of put that as a good player for Darnold. He misses the throw, but I, I do like uh, what I saw right there.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, it shows, you know, the playmaker that that we've all been talking about. Yeah. Know, and his ability to, you know, feel pressure, navigate in the pocket, and at least give himself and give the receiver a chance. The only thing I don't like about this is you, you need to throw up the offensive line so he doesn't have to do this too much. <laughs> I mean, I understand having to do it, you know, every now and then, uh, but, It just seems like time and time again, he's having to make these kind of plays and Mm -hmm. and make these kind of throws where he has to be, you know, uber accurate on, on all the throws and, and and as a rookie, you just don't want that. So, you know, that's the only downside that I, that I, that I see to that.
0: No. And also when you're, when you're leaving the pocket, you know, to the right or to the left, you're pretty much eliminating the, the opposite side of the field too. So you're giving him less reads to make. So, um, yeah, so this was the this was the interception here. This was bad. This was this is another bad interception here. Uh the Dolphins ran a decent amount of of cover 1 um robber right here and this is the this is the robber plan. They're not really disguising it, you know, too much pre-snap in that shell. Um but so, Donald. It looks like his first read is this, you know, drag route, snag route, whatever you want to call it. From that, uh, that tight end breaking inwards right there, the the number three threat, you know, the Y tight end. So he's reading that at first, and he sees this, you know, this corner right here uh, was it or safety? It's McDonald. Open his hips inside, the but then he he you see him right there. He starts to stare down that, um, you know, slant route, deeper slant route from, um, Quincy Noonwas, you know, shorter, skinny post, whatever you want to call it too, um. He stares it down a little bit. And if anything, you want to see him release the ball right, like, right here. Right. Um, release the ball. But he releases the ball that split second late, which matters a lot in the NFL, which allows that, that, that safety to break outside and, and get the interception. So either one, you know, look off that safety as, as that robber or throw the ball earlier. He doesn't, he doesn't do that. And, um, you know, it gets, it, gets picked, it gets picked off almost for six. I thought it was going for six. I was like, no way it's happening again. But, um. A yeah, bad play from Donald.
1: Yeah, that was that was just a stare down, you know, by Donald on the, another angle that I saw. He's staring at it the whole way. And actually, McDonald, like you said, if he just looks McDonald, you know, that's T.J. McDonald. If he looks him yeah. off just a little bit, you know, a half a second, you know, longer, um, you know, because McDonald's actually kind of baiting him a little bit. You know, he's giving him like a little shuffle inside and then breaking back out. But Donald, but but Sam is staring at the quarterback. Then, excuse me, staring at a new one the entire time. So he basically kind of gives the play up.
0: Yeah, yeah, you can't see that. It seems like early in the games he's making these type of mistakes. Where later in the game he gets going a little bit, and he's not making those mistakes. But like I said, you have to expect like a little bit of it. He's he is he's twenty nine years old. So um, right, it's go. It's, did I didn't say 29, 21 years old. Twenty one years old. I know what you meant though. Saying. <laughs> you had imagine drafting a, a quarterback at <laughs> number three is twenty-nine years old. Drafting <laughs> Winky. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah Brad and type guys. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: so and this is bad again from this is I didn't I didn't this was this was almost this is war. I think this was worse than uh, almost worse than that last play. Uh this was just as bad as didn't go out as an interception, but this this almost pick six. Um you know, you dropping back, he's trying to throw from hash to past opposite numbers one without a with no base to step into the he, the base is bad he's not stepping into the throw, so that's all arm right there yeah and this is another cover one robber look or uh no, actually no sorry this is a cover three buzz yeah um great. so you have this you know he, this this uh it look, they're kind of showing man right here it almost looks like you know uh like a softer cover two um but they break into that cover three robber or cover three buzz and this uh, DB takes his angle or his, his exit angle to his curl to flat zone and Donald just never sees him. And he has to, he has to check the, the defense uh, post snap doesn't do it. And he's in great position. He actually gets lucky that Robbie Anderson fights for this ball here becomes a defensive back because uh, this was a bad, bad play. Yeah,
1: that is a bad play. I mean, his, yeah, his read is actually should be the back. You know, if he's reading the coverage correctly, mm-hmm. uh, his read should actually be the back, you know, at the top, but, like I said, some of these plays you know he's having to make some of these real tough throws, and from the you know just because of the pressure from you know up front from miami you know yeah. he's you know he's trying to get the ball out and not take a sack, but yeah, good job by robbie becoming the d b on that play for sure
0: yeah he he he's having the rush to rush these decisions so like yeah you know you have to put some blame on him which i'm I'm blaming him for that play but Having a bad offensive line does not help a twenty-year-old rookie ever. It's just, it just yeah, a
1: lot. yeah, it does, and that's why I, I'm. I mean, I have to be hard on him just because some of the throws I'm like, okay, well, you could have done this, or whatever. But sometimes, but on a lot of other plays that he's trying to make, I'm like, you got to give him a chance, you know. A, you know, I mean, he's having to work too hard to make too many good plays, and and that's just you don't want that from any quarterback.
0: Yeah, and on this play too, like I. So, everybody in the stadium booed this play because to that's pass interference, man. He's not looking back at the ball. He's he's prohibiting Robbie Anderson to like to go up for the ball and work back to the ball, whatever he wants to do. And this is like a classic PI to me. I'm not trying to be that yeah, biased,
1: plus, yeah, but plus, plus he's hugging him. He should have just went ahead and just picked him up and started pirouetting with him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But <laughs> I mean, you got yeah, you wrapped up pretty tight.
0: The only the only thing from Donald here is I would like to see a little bit better location on this slot fade, maybe a little bit um farther vertically a outside. little bit higher.
1: Yeah, so it's yeah. Not, I like not, a little bit higher outside.
0: Yeah, it's not great location. Um but I don't know how they didn't call a PI on that. Uh um, I don't either. I mean, then,
1: either. I would have called a PI on that one.
0: And this is a classic <laughs> this is a classic like Buster screen. Or the bad corners, and I like—I think it's Micah Fitzpatrick, but uh, or classic Kyle Wilson, where you have these corners. I hope you never did this, Marcus. I really hope you didn't, because I, I like you too much for you to do this. But when you get beat on a play, the quarterback makes a bad throw, or the or the or the wide receiver drops it, and you give like a finger wag or something like that. Like, dude, you oh, got oh, beat. Yeah,
1: like you, mean, I can't stand that. Like oh, there, like, like uh, you,
0: yeah. you got pi, yeah, man.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't like that at all. I never did that. I don't all know. right you know what i I, you know, never, gonna, I never I never did that I'm gonna dig back into some film if you, if you go ahead know. and look you you, you over you the you would never see me you probably you will hardly see me make any like anything whether I was beat especially when I knew I was beaten, I had to catch up and fight for my life to get back into the play I never did anything because I'm walking back like foo <laughs> 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 like yeah yeah so yeah so but no DBs do this a lot like you really made a good play especially and the worst one that I hate is when you're beat and the wide receiver drops the ball, and just because you're swiping and you're close and they think they made a play, I'm like, dude, you were beat. Like,
0: seriously. Uh, I, yeah, I
1: definitely, I definitely hate that one.
0: Can I, I – hold on. Hold on. Give me, give me one minute here. <laughs> Are you going to find one? <laughs> I'm going to find one that pissed me off so bad last year if I have it. Um, it was the – let's see. Uh, it was the Panthers – yep, okay, Panthers game. Uh, Buster Screen. Okay, hold on. I think this is it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there we go. Um, yeah, it's this stuff that just it. Okay, so you look at the end result. Ball hits him. Ball just in the hands, and he should have called it Devin Funches, And then I think Buster. Oh, I do not get the freaking play after he like he like taunts at, at uh. Funches, he like gives him the finger wag and all this stuff, but Kyle Wilson really? did it. All the this time. Is a drop, yeah. Oh man, we're gonna see yeah. with him because he does that a lot where he'll give the finger wag or something like that. My like, dude, you got beat, you should have got beat. Why are you doing that? Like, you have to know going into the film room, you're gonna get shit on by the other players who are doing that stuff. I, unless guys are just so soft, they don't do it anymore, but right. Um, all right, but uh, this is okay, that was a last play from Donald 25 from 41, you know, 334 yards, which you'd like. He should have had some more completions with you know. The, um, the seam route slot fade from a noon wide like to see that ball get completed um with that pi with a couple other drops from from terrell prior so he, he probably should have had almost 400 yards but some of those mistakes they made that interception this should be interception too um robbie anderson is inexcusable so like he was very very average this game if not bad so but i expect to see that he's a rookie if he was a veteran in doing that you definitely gave him like one of the duds i know you did give him a dud but I'll excuse it a little bit because he had some of those really great throws and good reads, but uh, he definitely struggled more than he usually – or at least said he did the first the first game against the Lions, but the Lions made it pretty easy for him. Um, yeah. And other news we can cover before we get to the Browns game. Um, Sterling has a concussion. He's not playing this game. Uh, I don't think Marcus May is playing this game as well. He hasn't practiced yet. Uh, so you have to worry about that a little bit because Sterling is the best tight end on this roster right now, which is pretty sad. Honestly, it's, it says a lot about the tight end position. I'm not trying to crap on him too much. He's a Mammoth guy, you know, 15 minutes down the road for me. But um, the Jets tight ends look really bad this game. Um, another news, our Darius Stewart got, got cut today. He mm-hmm. was back from his two-game suspension. And Max straff classes, man, I have it on my phone, have been just uh, beyond bad. So what do you think about, I guess, those two – Um, you know tidbits of of news and also from this game actually too. seven penalties 50 yards and all the penalties were killers third down um, there was a play where the Jets got into the wasn't the red zone it was the green zone and they had back-to-back penalties false start Brian Winters false start Carpenter I was like what are you guys doing so penalties just killed them this game as well so you know, hit on all three of those things if you want to. Yeah, just, yeah, definitely. Penalties
1: are always killer. And I told you, my number is you never want to be above, you two always want to be, yeah, two or three is kind of like the number you kinda, mm-hmm. you want to stay at. And, you know, once you start getting into the five, six, seven range, then, you know, at some point, that's usually going to come bite you, you know, at some point in the game. Um, I certainly been out. I think that's, I mean, really, I don't know if that's going to hurt. I mean, like you said, he's the best tight end on the roster, but does that really say a whole lot to where it alters no. what they're doing? So, yeah, I don't I don't think so about that. Before <laughs> getting cut, I, I knew that was, I actually had a, you know, kind of had a sense that that was actually going to happen. Yeah. And, um, you know, just some of the other notes that, um, that you had wrote in here do want to see more from, you know, more from Curse. Yeah. Uh, getting more involved in the game plan. I mean, mm-hmm. he's kind of your vet guy. Uh, you know, I know, Numa is kind of, he and Darnold are establishing a rapport, and that's fine. I get that, but you know, don't forget about you know a guy like Curse who can be, uh, you know, the guy that you know another guy, they, especially on like third downs or somebody that you need to you know get the ball to that you know you know will you know get open just because he's route running. Uh, keep him in mind, and yeah, dude, run some, throw some bombs, like some real bombs. Just max protect and let it fly with Robbie Anderson. You know yeah. some of them other guys, yeah. And if it's not, you know, you, you know, at least give him a chance. That's right now until he, like he, like, like we've talked about, until he improves his, his intermediate route running, give the guy a chance. And usually when we see yeah. him on deep routes, he's wide open, mm-hmm. you know, because he's running by guys because there's not too many guys as fast as him. So hey, max protect um, or come out in you know twelve personnel, you know, at least, but at least give him, you know, give him some shots down the field to, to make some plays.
0: Yeah, put we you know put that down, and uh, it's just even even if they're not completed, one passing interference gets called like crazy in the NFL. And two, you're right. putting something on film where you're not gonna just going to play those those really short zones. Like you know, are going to play cover two all day because the Jets are throwing short. So right, um, they got to put offici-
1: Yeah, just essentially by him being a big play threat, he opens up every other area of the field. So now you're you're always going to have to have an extra guy on top of Robert Anderson. You know, depending on who you play. You know, yeah. Yeah, unless you're playing an elite corner, they can, you know, like a Patrick Peterson or like you know somebody like that, they can, uh-huh. you know, probably handle Robbie. But for the most part, somebody's going to have to pull a safety out, so that leaves less guys in the box for the run game. Now you you're opening up another zone in the pass game. You know, you know, give them a chance to open it offense up by, by doing that.
0: Yeah, got to see more of the of the deep shots. Got to see more Curse. I know Curse didn't play a lot of snaps, but you have to get him involved. I, we like Curse a lot. Um, on this show, the penalties have to stop. You can't put Sam Brown one with the bad offensive line, one with two with the bad running game, and then three making them start from the 10 yard line and in every, every fricking drive and getting penalties either for the defense to stay on the field or for the offense to be put you know, behind the, uh, behind the sticks. So got to fix that up. Our Darius Stewart, man, like I knew he was going to cut to the 50 man, the 53 man roster picture. I didn't put him on mine. Um, because I just didn't see anything from him since he's been a jet and, uh, you look at Mac's draft classes, his his saving grace has been one that he has Donald. now. I like that he traded up to three to get Donald. That was fantastic. But the trades, free agency has been pretty good, minus the first year where they signed Rebus and Cromartie. But mm. if you're telling me that was all Mac and in and, and his football mind, he really thought that signing Rebus and Cromartie were right for the Jets. I, I think you're crazy. I think that was more of Woody Johnson pushing a little bit, new ownership, uh, I mean, new uh, yeah. GM, you know. I think that was too, so I don't
1: think that was all Mac, no, no way just me yeah, just me knowing Mac you know because Mac was in in Houston when I was
0: in Houston, oh, cool, they didn't get any anything like any stories about Mac, I didn't even know that Nah, because,
1: I mean you know he was um you know he was still personnel, so you know we we didn't really hang around like personnel or anything like that, but uh but you know the players that they were bringing in even after I left, you know Mac was one of those guys that was uh evaluating wow. the talent and, you know, bringing in the, the JJ Watson, you know, those kind of guys. So, you know, he was an integral part of that, you know, so he, so it might just me and knowing what kind of evaluator he is, I, you know, going back to Cromarty and Rebus, I don't think he had, uh, I mean, he probably was like, okay, yeah, but I don't know if he was just completely sold. <laughs> do, you watch, <laughs> do you watch ballers? I don't know if you watch ballers. Uh, I don't watch ballers cause it, I've seen like two episodes of ballers and, it, oh it's a fantasy land just just like that oh one. dude it's so overinflated i'm like i can't watch
0: that. oh i know i know <laughs> uh, but yes yeah, so i i watched that and uh I, it's it's probably one of those shows where i can live without but i kind of just put it on when it's on and uh there was like the one episode like a couple episodes ago where the guys like the GM of the Rams and like the owners like, Oh yeah, you know, sign this guy, we need flashy guys. It's like exactly what I thought of Woody Johnston with the uh with the readers. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you look at Max drafts, two thousand fifteen, Leonard Williams, you know, A plus. That's great. He fell through at right. six, which you ha- people say, Oh, he fell he fell to us at six, but what about the people who you know, what about the Redskins who fell them at five or four or three? You know, you have to take the players still. So he right. fell to him, but you still he, t- he took them, but Past that, Devin Smith, gone. Lorenzo Mulden, gone. Bryce Petty, gone. Jarvis Harrison, gone. Deion Simon, gone. 2016, Darren Lee, huge question mark still. Christian Hackenberg yeah. didn't play one snap in the NFL minus preseason, gone. Jordan Jenkins, a decent strong side linebacker. Justin Burris, depth corner. Brandon Shell, decent starter. Um, Lack Edwards, um, you know, good punter. And then Sharon Peek is a special teams guy, so that's like an okay draft. Uh, mm-hmm. 2017 Jamal Adams, Marcus, Maggie, that's great. That's, you know, great. Um, our Darius Stewart gone, Hanson gone. Jordan Leggett was a healthy scratch last game as a fifth round pick. Dylan Donahue is gone. He was driving the wrong way in the Lincoln tunnel. Like, holy shit, man. Like, you, whoa, dude. And, like, what's NFL the- players get <laughs> basically a free Uber. You just, it's just an app and you just click. Like, whatever button, give me a ride. Okay, I'm waiting 10 minutes. Oh, like you're a drunk dude. asshole, and you think you're cool, and just do whatever you want. You freaking kill people oh. like that. Oh, my God. In the not Lincoln even, Tunnel? Not, he wasn't even swerving. He was driving the w- wrong way in the Lincoln Tunnel. Like, and that was after in wow. DWI in Missouri or wherever it was. So, whoa, whoa. Yeah. He got cut, safe to say. Jeremy Clarkson on the practice squad. Derek Jones, a uh, depth guy, and Elijah McGuire. So, his drafts have been pretty spotty, to, to say the best. Um, but I think his saving grace has been free agency and things like that. Like we both said, I think he was definitely pushed to sign Revis and Cromartie. Um They obviously did not work out. But you know, you look at some of like Robbie Anderson, some of the trades he's he's made. Even got getting a guy like Brandon Marshall, his first year for a fifth round pick who dominated that year. Uh, he's, yeah, he's been, he's been he's been decent. I'll, I'll give him like a and, and, that's,
1: and that's why it's evened out because he's yeah. you know what he. For what he didn't get or for what he didn't hit on in the draft, he hit on in free agency. So it kind of evens out. So you can say, okay, well, your draft hadn't been that good, but yeah, you get the credit for the free agency pickups. But from you know from this point moving forward, especially you know with a Leonard, you make a good pick in in drafting Donald. You make the Bridgewater trade. So yeah, you know You'd be you know, get Henry
0: Anderson the seventh has been right,
1: part. right. So you're so now going into the draft, you know next year, you know have to that, you know you have to continue to build on on what you have and. Yeah, these next few drafts, you know, at different positions on a be you know, they're going to be some good drafts, you know, particularly I think D line is like a, uh, you know, a heavy, a heavy position, you know, for example, coming into the draft next year. So he, he's got opportunities. He's got to make sure he picks the right, you know, the right players.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Please, please. I, I think getting Bridgewater trading him for what he did, getting Donald and getting Henry Anderson really, really saved this stock this year. Those are a couple of really good moves. Um, and with the draft, man, they like I said, we we need a left tackle, we need a left guard at minimum for the offensive line and we need a pass rusher. The Jet did get some sacks this game, but it was so inconsistent where yeah, they get a sack one play because of a lot of blitz, and then there's other second there's other times where, where Tannehill could have baked the cake back there. Like he would just stand there forever. Um, and you you have to see more consistent pass rush. So they need an outside linebacker badly, really, really badly. I don't care if they have to trade up, do whatever you gotta do, they have to get somebody. Um Anything else you want to talk about from the you know other news, the the game of the Dolphins before we get into the uh, the Browns game a little bit here? No, nah, that's it, man. I think, All right. Yeah, I think
1: we spent enough time on on that game. Totally yeah. Long.
0: I never want to talk about it again, but unfortunately with the Jets <laughs> team, I just don't, I don't, I don't have a good feeling. The last couple of seasons, the Jets go to Cleveland and they have played like ass. But they were lucky that the Browns were bad teams the last couple of years. The Browns aren't that bad this year. They should, probably should be two and zero. Um, yeah, the
1: Browns probably should be two and Definitely should be one and or definitely should be 1 and 1. At least
0: sure. in 1 and 1 at least.
1: Yeah, cuz they at- should he definitely should have won the Pittsburgh game. I mean, that one but mm-hmm. the New Orleans game they should have won that game for sure. They definitely yeah. should have been the Saints. That
0: should have been a W. So uh yeah, it's I, they cut the kicker after that game. Um yeah, Zane He's gone. I feel bad yeah. for freaking Browns fans. Like you saw them all drunk in, in new Orleans, kicking field goals in the streets after oh, gave- that
1: the first quarter. That was awesome, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: man. <laughs> I actually went on a Browns pod. These Browns fans. Uh, I, I think, uh, I think it's called the one Oh eight, one Oh eight, five grid on. Like I went on our podcast the other day. Uh, they actually come on and talk about the jets and, um, Man, we were talking about some of the bad times that like, the Jets have had, the Browns have had, and they are telling me some stuff. I, I just, I feel so bad for them. I really do. Um, and I'm actually yeah. I'm from a Jets fan the last couple of years. I've seen a lot because the Jets have not, not had a lot of success.
1: And yeah, there, but see, but what you said, you said a couple of years. They've been going – the Browns, Browns mm-hmm. fans have been suffering since – let's see, you had the deal in 95 when they lost um, – who did they lose to? I can't remember who they lost to in the playoff game. Mm-hmm. You know, the last game that was in Cleveland or whatever it was. Then, you know, the team burns off. And just since then, they just, I mean, they've, they've, they've gone on like decades of, like yeah. a couple of decades of just like not being good. I mean, you know, unlike the Jets, you know, we're talking about, was this 2018? Yeah, you had the early 2000s, early you had the late 90s. You know? Yeah. And then, you know, kind of after that, it was kind of average, but at least it was average. You know, it wasn't what Cleveland's been going through. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like like I said a couple weeks ago when I said what I would do for a million dollars what a Cleveland fan would be be to be average over the last twenty years they they'd actually kill somebody do some really bad things um but yeah, I think they' are what owen nineteen and the guy was started bringing up uh, I, was it the ravens and the the browns were going to be the Ravens a couple of years ago they just had to make like a 20 yard kick and then oh yeah, I think it was that who was that safety from the from the ravens who always got in trouble and was getting suspended and stuff um e, no, it wasn't Elon was it Elon. Well, I don't think it was Edom.
1: It's got to be. That's a bit. Whatever. Like,
0: I'll, I'll figure it out. I'm going to figure it out. It could have been Edom, But uh, it probably was, I guess, if you're saying it. And I was thinking it. But, yeah, he blocked the kick and, and brought it back for six, like, as time expired. I was like, oh, man, that's so rough. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I've had some losses, too, where I'm watching Jets games at the end of the game, whether it be, like, the last play, missed field goal, and times where I'm literally staring at the TV with no words coming out my mouth, no movement for, like, 10 minutes. I just don't even know what to do. Um, but moving on to the Browns roster, Tyrod Taylor, um, he's somewhere in like the 18 to 22 range, maybe a little bit lower, 9,500 yards in his career, 53 touchdowns, 20 interceptions, pretty safe guy who will take deep shots. But if you don't contain Rushmore or throw a spy on him, he, he will hurt you with his feet. So yep. um, he's a guy who I think after watching what the Jets you know suffered with last week with the read option, I think the Browns are going to utilize that. And like I said, I think the only – like the way to hold him – um, or to play him is to make him is drop some extra guys into coverage because I don't think he's that great of a quarterback to be able to read diverse coverages with extra guys in that coverage, um, contain rush him, and and spy him. Uh, I think that's the way to, to play Tyrod. Obviously, you're going to have to send some blitz and stuff like that because at the same time, you don't want him sitting pretty back there and then be able to use his legs, but right. um, zone blitz type of type of deal and, and, like I said, with that contain rush or spy.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with that. And the thing about Tyrod is he doesn't – you know, historically, he hasn't been a guy that's you know made a lot of mistakes in regards yeah. to like turnovers or, or ints. So he's going to be patient, and he's you know he's a veteran veteran quarterback, and he's definitely going to take what the Jets give him. You know, on defense, you know, I don't think he's going to force a whole a whole lot. And I'm with you, you know, especially after what Miami did to to the Jets defense. You know, with some of that read option uh with the play action passes you know i look to see a lot of that especially with a quarterback you know like tyrod taylor you know who Mm -hmm. can definitely run you're definitely going to see a lot of that this week
0: yeah for sure and then you look at the uh, the running backs it's like i think this is a pretty good group it just seems like from what i've heard from brown fans and what i've seen they had like a weird uh mix of like snaps of like how they've been used a little bit they're using Hyde a lot they're not really using chubb who was the end of the first round or early second round pick that the Browns had? I forget if he was end of the first or early second, but uh, yeah. early early pick in the draft. And then um, they have Duke Johnson, who I think is one of the best receiving backs in the game, but I haven't been really using him a lot. But it's still a pretty dangerous group group of uh, you know running backs. And uh, the Jets have historically had problems guarding running backs out of the backfield. Um, so I think they're they're that's a decent group uh, there as well.
1: No, no, I agree with that. That's actually a really good group of running backs. Uh, Even with Hyde coming off of the injury, I mean, he's still, you know, one of the better running backs in the league. Uh, I know know Chubbs is is young, you know, he's a rookie, but, you know, he's one of those guys that you put in, you know, he's going to really just continue. He's an extension of what Carlos Hyde is, you know, just a younger version, to tell you the truth. Uh, Maybe a little bit more dynamic, probably. Uh, like a tad bit faster but still kind of the same guy and and Duke Johnson does it all he can run in between the tackles he's good in the receiving game so that's that's really a dangerous group so if I'm if I'm Cleveland I'm definitely going to try to find the matchups where I'm using my backs you know against the Jet linebackers and, and forcing the Jets to have to either you know play a lot more zone or come down with safeties you know to cover some of the backs coming out of the backfield.
0: Next guy that we're gonna talk about is uh, David Njoku, who hasn't really done you know too much this this year. But uh, the last time, which this play that put up on the screen, I, this is this, I think this is this is pass interference on on the, the uh, Njoku, but it wasn't called. And then Adams actually screws up here. They said looking back to the quarterback, takes yes sir. uh <laughs> nice catch by Njoku, but Ooh, that's that's that was Adams. But uh, yeah, he's he's the main receiving, or he's the he's the tight end who's gonna play most of the game and. He's a he's a physical freak, so um, have to worry about him a little bit too.
1: He needs to be more involved in their in their in their passing game. Yeah. I mean, he, I mean, he really is because he's athletic. He can run, as we see here. He definitely can catch. I thought he had a great preseason. I got to actually see several for whatever reason. That Cleveland was on on TV a lot during the preseason, but he had a great preseason. Um, so I was looking forward to seeing him have more plays, but Cleveland just you know they haven't used him. You know, in the regular season, like they did in the preseason. I don't know if it was because uh, a lot of those balls came from Baker Mayfield. You know, when Baker was in, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, because he got most of the playing time, or or what it, or if it's by you know the play designs are, are different in the preseason for them as they are now in the regular season. But they definitely need to implement him more in the offense. He's he's definitely a problem.
0: Yeah, I'm fine with them not implementing him more. <laughs> uh, so I'm going I'm going with what they've been doing. Uh, so, um, yeah, I, they, they got some talent, man. And then you look, yeah, at- they're loaded, man. They really they they've got more talent than what people give them credit for.
1: They really do. Oh, I man, mean, they God. they really have a lot of talent.
0: They don't have a lot of weaknesses. Um, yeah. Now, look at the receiver core. I like Landry a lot. I don't think he's anything like. To, he's he's good. He's not Odell Beckham. He's not Julio. He's he's a re- reliable receiver. He's a guy who's going to punch you in the mouth. He's going to crack block you like this play, even though Adams beats him on this play. But yeah. uh, he's really physical, reliable, good hands, good route runner, tough. He's. I mean, he's he's a more with better hands. Ooh, yeah, yeah, but a noon, uh, but a noonwa is a guy who could legitimately block block a. No, no, yeah, hand. he's a is yeah, a better block, a
1: better blocker. blocker I give you that one. But they are kind don't of the be, same. Don't, hey, don't be no, throwing. I'm not. No, I'm, not I'm not dogging the new one, I'm just <laughs> saying that's. You know, but he does have better hands than a new one But a new one is a better blocker. So, same I mean, mentality. Is,
0: they're, they're definitely the same mentality. Yeah, for sure. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're kind of the same guy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just one's bigger and and one's a little bit more shifty and better hands. Mm-hmm. Um. But you have you have him, you have Callaway, who's a rookie, I'm not too worried about him, and then Rashad Higgins. I think they've had him for a couple of years now. And I remember every time the Jets played him, he gets some good catches on the Jets. So yeah. decent wide receiver core. Nothing crazy, but same time, it's not you know, I think it's better than Miami Dolphins or what they have. So um it's nothing to just like look over uh and just not really worry about at all because Landry, especially if Landry they have to move Claiborne or Tremaine Johnson to slot. If Landry is playing Buster Screen, he's going to have oh, 4,000 yards. <laughs> so, oh,
1: what?
0: Wow. 4, and I 000? think that's a low number. <laughs> I'm being generous. Here. So you're being generous? Yeah. Um, wow. But uh, next, you know, looking at the offensive line, uh, you know, Desmond Harrison, I, I know that's a weak point for them, so I think they're going to attack him a little bit with the – I don't really know how you're going to attack him unless you're doing, you know, T, E, T stunts, you know, coffee house or something like that because the Jets don't have pass rushers to attack anything. Yeah. Um, Joel Batonio is a pro Bowl left guard. He's been really good. He's getting a little bit older now, but he's still really good. Yeah. Center, J.C. Treader. I don't even really know who that is. Um, the right guard, I know he's decent at least from what I really know him in the past, Kevin Zeitler, and mm-hmm. then their right tackle. I'm not sure who that is either, Chris Hubbard. So I don't think they have the strongest offensive line, so I think that bodes well for the, for the Jets because I know Tyrod is a little bit prone from the Jets playing him since he's been in Buffalo. He's a little bit prone to taking some sacks, not getting rid of the ball. Um, so I think that's a, that's a weak point of, of the offense is that uh, – is an offensive line minus the guards. But the left tackle, center, right tackle I think is pretty weak.
1: Yeah, I'll agree with that. I mean I – mean, but they've gotten better – you know, they, especially since, you know, Joe Thomas, you're retiring. They've, I mean, they've had to rebuild that offensive line. And and like you said, Antonio being the vet, you know, kind of being the stud on the line he's kind of held it together. But, I mean, there's, you know, with Leonard uh, and the other guys, I think they can, they'll can have their chances to take advantage of them. Uh, it's just a matter of what fronts they choose to play against, against Cleveland based on, you know, what Cleveland's going to show them and, and what they've seen on film as well. Uh, to where they can use that to their advantage.
0: I mean, like tweeting, at, I was—it's t- just funny. I was tweeting that uh, the show's gonna come out in a little bit, and somebody just tweeted, "Yo, I'm waiting on this like tapes dropping." <laughs> uh, <okay. laughs> uh, he's a, he's a, he follows us a lot. But if he does listen, I guess you know a little shout out. But uh, like tapes dropping, I guess if you're really excited for tapes to drop. But um, yeah. okay, yeah. So the offensive line a- attack them, but the, the the pass rush is just. If you had a guy like freaking, you know, Fowler maybe, or even like a, you know, a Mac or whoever it may be, I, I think you could attack that. But when it's a week versus week, you know how much yeah
1: yeah at at that point it's almost a and it just comes down to who executes better for sure
0: and especially like especially with the Jets defensive line I much rather have the if I had a choice I rather have the two tackles be strong and the guards be weak because you're the best right I rather have Leonard Williams versus those guys you know right exactly um but moving on from that the defensive line of of them is it's strong uh Defense uh, tackled Tevon Cool. I'm not really sure who that is, but I know this guy. I'm not going to try. Well, I'm going to try to pronounce it. Larry Joby or whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. I know he's a pretty solid player. The, the yeah, Browns liked him a lot. I, I saw him on film last year for them playing the Jets. I thought he's was, he a was pretty damn good player. So he's a solid player. Um, thank God, uh, Agba is not practicing right now. I don't think he's going to play. If you don't practice on Tuesday or Wednesday, I'm pretty sure you're not going to play on, on Thursday. So yeah, thank God. Tough. But Miles Garrett, I think by the end of the year, is going to be the probably the third best like outside rusher, um, only to uh, you know third to only you know guys like uh, you know Von Miller and Khalil Mack. Maybe you can like, make an argument for a guy like a like Joey Bosa or something like that. But I think Garrett's number three. Right. He, like, he's a freaking animal. He's a beast. Yeah. Guy. he's crazy. He's really crazy. Yeah. No, yeah,
1: he is. No, super athletic. Um, I remember seeing. I remember seeing Miles in high school. You know, and an A and I mean he's just always been that kind of player where he's, you know, athletic and actually he, you know, technically he's actually a little bit he was actually better, you know, coming in, you know, as a rookie than than maybe people expected, you know, in regards to using his hands and understanding how to use his leverage and things like you know, things like that and use his speed and athleticism to his his advantage. You know, he's right now he's he's off to a solid start and I hope I hope he continues it out through the year. You know, just just because I like seeing young players, but that's – they're going to pose the front of the Browns. I mean, yeah. honestly, it's going to be like a huge – it's going to cause a lot of problems for the Jets. If they don't figure this, you know, figure this out between, you know, Monday and, and tonight, I don't I don't know what to tell them. I mean, cause some of the things they get in the last game, if they come to Cleveland with that, they're they definitely going to lose.
0: That's, that's- true. Yeah, yeah. It's it's <laughs> my biggest worry is this front seven of this team. Like I said, with and then plus Garrett. You look at the the linebackers, man. Too like Jamie Collins. He's yeah. he's a really good player at outside linebacker. The Jets fans know him obviously a lot from um, when he played with the Patriots team I mean, when we were playing the Browns the last couple of years. Um, Christian Kirksey is another really good outside linebacker, but he did not practice on Tuesday. I don't know if he practiced today. So. I would think, like, Marcus, I don't know when you were in the NFL, but if a guy's not practicing on Tuesday or playing a Thursday night game you know, on a short week, you're probably not going to play on that Thursday, I would assume?
1: Uh, yeah, you would assume it just depends on what his injury was um, yeah. because there have been – I mean, just because there have been times where if guys had, like, ankles or, you know, they may have had, like, a strain, you know, somewhere or whatever, mm-hmm. they'd be out till the day of walkthrough and then show up and play. So it just kind of depends on, you know, what – you know, what he's dealing with and, and how bad it is. You know, if it's just a pain tolerance thing that may hold him out uh, and they're comfortable with him being implemented in the game plan, then he won't practice all week and just show up, you know, on game day and play.
0: Okay, well, let's pray that Ogba and Kurt <laughs> do not have because they're good players. They're really good yeah. players. Uh, even their little linebacker, Joe Schobert, or Schobert, he's Schobert, Schobert. I know he's a he's a good inside linebacker as well from when I watched them. Um, he just overlooked because he's on the Browns, quite frankly. Right. No, he's well, a good Their they're, they're front seven. There's literally not a weakness. Uh, Obinjobi, you know, Garrett, Ogba, Collins, Kirksey, Scobert. Uh, it's just, wow. It's it's They're, it's they're loaded.
1: Cool. I mean, no, and defensively, that's what they've – I mean – you talk about the Steelers and you talk about the Saints. You holding know, I 20
0: points. Yeah, and,
1: and then holding the Saints to – what was that final score? Um, I think it was 20
0: points. That's what I said. I think it the Saints. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, they had the Saints to 20 I'm points. Not sure, and, the uh, – And the Steelers,
1: and the only, and the Steelers uh, game was a little bit over 20 points, and that's because they went into overtime. Otherwise, they hold them to 20 points. So, yeah, this defense is for real, you know, for Cleveland. <laughs>
0: so, yeah, um, I'm, I'm afraid for, for Donald on this one. But, oh, it was 21-21. So yeah. 21 in, to the Steelers and 20 to the right. um, Saints, that's good That's good two weeks for sure. Um, oh, yeah. And you look at I mean, the secondary, even the secondary, like I, I know Ward has been having a little bit of problem, and, and I think the Jets are going to attack Ward with a guy like Anunua who's a little bit bigger uh, or a guy like Pryor's a little bigger. So I think he's only 5'11 or 5'10". He's a little bit shorter. Mm-hmm. Um, but you look at the safeties too. Peppers, I'm not really sure how he's been playing. I think he's – I haven't really heard a lot about him. Um, so I'm assuming not great, but he still has a lot of talent. Um, right. Athletic ability. Demarius Randall's another guy did not practice on Tuesday, but he's a he's a veteran safety. He came from the 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 Packers, right? The Packers, I think. Yeah, from the Packers. Yeah. Yeah, so he's a he's a decent safety as well. So they have decent safeties. I would say. I call them decent. The corners, listen, Ward is a is a is a rookie, so I think you can attack him a little bit. You know, he's been he played really really good versus Antonio Brown, made yeah. some plays, but. So, I'm not going to necessarily go at him, but guys like uh, Terrence Mitchell and TJ Carey don't really scare me too, too much. But then again, guys like Xavier Howard and Bobby McCain didn't scare me. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, if that, I think, if anything, the secondary is their weak point, but I still don't think it's that big of a weakness.
1: Yeah, if you had to pick a weakness on this defense, it's definitely their back end. I mean, like you said, with, with Peppers and Randall, you know what you're getting. Mm-hmm. You're getting two guys athletic. You know, Randall's definitely the bad Wards, you know, the rookie at a corner. But that's really the only weakness if you had to find one on this defense is, you know, kind of their back end. And and even so, they've still been doing a good job. You know, like you said, do did a good job job against Antonio Brown. Um, you're facing Thomas in, in uh New Orleans. Uh you hold that offense to you know, to minimal points. So they know how to play and they've been playing well, you know, and, and kudos to Greg Williams and that whole staff are kind of getting it back together. You know, not necessarily just, you know, this week against the Jets, but, you know, they've, you know, utilized that talent and, and been able to play some good defense. You know, usually mm-hmm. the mark is, well, it used to be 17 or 21. It's kind of like the games where, you know, if you can hold a team to 17 to 21 points, you know, you win the game. And so far, you know, they're kind of on point. So, so they've been doing a good yeah. job. It's going to be they tough. Can,
0: If they can do that versus the Saints and Steelers, Compared to the Jets, who have a really bad running (laughs) game and a a rookie quarterback, man, I I I honestly see them holding the Jets to like ten points or less. So the Jets gotta come with freaking energy and 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 play hard and start off fast. If not, it's gonna be an ugly game. Um, The only thing I I think the Jets have, well, not not even a huge advantage, but I think Hugh Jackson's a terrible coach. Um, Just from everything I've seen from him, play calling to uh, the trick plays to hard knocks and some of the ways he handled things. I just, I don't think Hugh Jackson's a good coach really at all. Especially listen, the Browns they have talent on their team. Even last year they had talent, and to go right. like whatever he's been to the Browns coach like two and thirty two or whatever it is. There's just there's really no excuse for it. Um, so I think he's a bad coach. I think that's the Jets have an advantage because Hugh Jackson is is the guy who's uh you know the the brain of that team.
1: Yeah, it is weird. I I don't know what's happened. What's really going on there because honestly when Hugh was in the, bangle, the bangles with the Bengals, No, no, no. When he, no, when he was, when he was, I don't know if he was the actual head coach with the Raiders or if he was interim, was he interim head coach or actual head coach? But when he was with the Raiders, like he actually did a really good job with the Raiders. Like they actually won some games that people didn't think they were going to win, but you know, he kind of yeah. brought, you know, he brought brought in some some decent talent and kind of brought that team together uh, and, you know, made some moves when he was the head coach. And, you know, then he went back to Cincinnati. And, I mean, I, I like Marvin Lewis and what they – you know, I like that staff. It's a little bit dysfunctional over there for whatever reason. And it just seems like, you know, Hughes kind of – some of that's like trickled into Cleveland just a little bit. When you talk about the play calling, yeah. um, how some of the things are managed, you know, there are a few things that you're kind of like – you know, they're kind of head scratchers like mm-hmm. you don't really know. And it's hard to talk about that because you're not in the room you know, you're not there day. That you know day. yeah. i was mean, just saying, you're not there. Day, yeah, you're not there day in and day out. So it's kind of hard to, you know, yeah. understand why some decisions are made. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I always thought he was a good coach, and then, but he hasn't shown me what he showed me in the past.
0: Yeah, you know, that's what.
1: Cleveland he, so far, it's weird.
0: When he came over from Cleveland, I probably have tweets like, I, I like the hire, but since he's been there, I just, I don't, I don't see it. Um, but moving on, keys to the game. Some things I wrote down. You, you know, add anything? I. Uh, I don't know um, how this is gonna work, but yeah, that's not gonna happen. The first one, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's why I looked at. It. I was like, I don't know, man. I, I guess if they're going to run the ball, it has to be inside zone. They can't run outside zone versus like, their outside linebackers versus uh, Miles Garrett. It Has to be the middle, but no, 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 no. With people like uh, Miles Garrett, you want to run at them. Like, I
1: mean, even though I know Miles Garrett has been playing good against the run. But if you're gonna run against a team that has good pass rushers on the outside, you usually want to run yeah. at them, you know, because, I mean, not that they're just eat them alive, rushers, though. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you got a, I mean, you got to take your chances. I mean, but that's usually where you attack offenses like that. You run, you know, good pass rushers. You you usually want to run at them, you know, and, or if you've got a guy, you know, like say like Miles Garrett, you try to you try to run away from him, you know, like a lot of people try to run away from Houston you know, and J.J. Watt, you know. But now, because Merciless isn't, you know, as good of a run player as J.J. Watt is on the other side. Um, And when Clowney's in, it's better, but usually people try to run away from him. So you can either run away if you can do that, or if you feel like they're more about pass rushing as opposed to, you know, being stout against the run, then you run right at them. So figure it out, Jets. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. I gave you the answer.
0: Figure it out. <laughs> you can't give me an answer. You gave me an answer, you didn't really give me an answer. <laughs> I
1: gave you the answer. You used to run at him. Like if if um if um, I don't think
0: it works out successfully in either way. That's basically what I'm oh, trying to no. say.
1: But here's the thing. I don't know we don't know who, who is uh you gotta see who Obunjobu's backup is. Uh if his backup's not that good, then you run at the backup, you run away from Miles Garrett.
0: Yeah. Um but you, so got, but you, got, you,
1: you gotta pick your poison. <laughs> I,
0: I, I'm, I'm hoping the Jets for the run game's sake as well. I, I'm hoping they, like I put here, you know, they get Anderson more involved. And at least take a couple of deep shots to him, especially, you yeah. know, he a There's really, I don't think there's anybody on the brand, in the Brown secondary who can match his his speed. Um, but so I want to see a couple more shots to him. Maybe not a first and ten, but like you get to those second and short yardage situations, so you want to take those shots. So I want to see Anderson get more involved along with Jermaine Curse as well. Um, I put, you know, help the offensive tackles, both of them, with Agba and Garrett and yeah. Kirksey and Jamie Collins when they're there. They, they need. I, I think they're going to be a lot of twelve personnel this game, helping the, I, I would the tackles. Hope so. I, if I was game
1: planning this game, I would be playing a lot of twelve personnel for sure. Yeah, a lot of twelve yeah. personnel. A lot of. Um, I probably play a lot of twelve personnel and a lot of eleven personnel. Keep that extra guy in the line. Tight ends aren't that aren't that big of a factor in the passing game anyway. Just leave them in yeah. the block. Yeah, leave them in the block. Might as well.
0: And if you are, <laughs> if, if you're in, if you're in ten personnel or you're empty, you better it better be a three step drop. It, it better
1: be quick. Yeah.
0: <laughs> be, or, or hey, let's you know, let's not leave uh, Miles Garrett to Eric Tomlinson and you know a running back who I guess we said it was either lost or didn't know or whatever it was. But Miles Garrett will he will eat you. Um, don't do it. So, um, other than that, you know, simple stuff, no turnovers, the Jets have right. had turnovers the last couple of weeks, no dumb penalties to put Sam Donald behind, you know, first and 15, third and 15, third and 20, because then they're they're going to blitz and you're not stopping them. Um, I said before contain tie rod with, with, you know, a contain rush or with a spy have to help screen out versus Landry in the slot or just don't put them on Landry at all. Make Tyrod beat you throwing the ball, you know, like I said, those zone blitzes or drop some extra guys into zone coverage because Tyrod. Um he will hold the ball so you can get some sacks. And I don't think he's great at reading defenses, contain Duke Johnson, create yep. turnovers. Um whoa, this pick is not I don't know why that pick is that's not what I meant to put. Um okay, regardless. Anything else you want to talk about with the Browns? Give me any keys, anything you, you think of that the should do to exploit them? Any anything. Is there no, any hope? I mean
1: honestly I mean I mean, tell you the truth, no. I mean, Cleveland's actually been pretty solid this year. I mean, I mean, that's the honest to god truth. I mean, you can't we we could dump on Cleveland as much as we want to, you know, from what's happened before, but mm-hmm. now that they've you know acquired some personnel guys, you know, to be in the front office, you know, football guys per se, you know, they've made all the right moves, and and this is a good solid football team. I mean, and this, you know, they're just planning on winning this game. Definitely the usuals: no turnovers, no penalties definitely going to have to help spring in, in the slot with Jarvis Landry. Like no, you have no choice. I don't know who you're going to use to be the guy that you take away from that. But now you, you just committed two. you know, you basically committed two guys to one, you know, to one guy, you know, just because of the struggles that this Buster's had in the slot, particularly with a guy like this, like he, he's gonna, he's going to have a tough time with, with, with Landry. Um, can't be Jamal Adams. I mean, I wouldn't do that just because now you just took your best player in the secondary and you just put him on one guy and everybody yeah. else is kind of you know, is kind of
0: out there. Um Yeah, so I still think Jamal Adams would get beat beat by Landry too. Because like Jamal Adams, like he's a like super physical, super good athlete, but in terms of like his backpedal and some of his fluidity, um, getting out of his backpedal, he's a little bit.
1: Yeah, I I'm mean sick. he no, yeah, I wouldn't put him one on one with Landry, but I'm just saying if you if you're playing you know like, brackets like two man, you know, like two-man, or like a bracket concept kind of and keep Landry over the yeah. top. You know, I, I just wouldn't do that because he can do so much for you in the run game as well, which they're going to need that, you know, against Carlos, you know, Carlos Hyde and Chubbs and, and Duke. And, and here's the thing. I don't know how they plan on covering Duke Johnson. It better be some form of, you know, where they're banjoing it or they're playing some kind of, you know, combo coverage to where yeah. somebody's got an eye on him all the time. You know, you know, that's that's the only way – they can really contain them. Uh, and, yeah, create some turnovers, which is what you want every game. You know, you want the defense to be aggressive and, you know, the Jets, you know, pose themselves, at, pose themselves as an aggressive defense. But, yeah, get some turnovers. Get some INTs and some strip sacks. And, you know, this is an opportunity to come off a loss, you know, to kind of rebound. Short week or not, you know, it gives you a shot.
0: Yeah, I think the Jets' defense has a chance against this offense, um, but if you're putting – if you need to get those turnovers to start at the 50, at the Browns' 40 to give Donald a short field. If you start putting him like last game where he started at the his own 15 or inside the 20, it's moving the ball 80 yards against this Browns' defense is, is just not going to happen. It might happen once, but I, I doubt it. Um, so, yeah, this is wrong, and I, I can't redo it, but – so what I'm going to do is some damage control. Uh, a win lose situation. So I'm picking the Browns 20 to 17. If the Browns win, I'm right. I, I get I'm to know. I get a pick right there. If the Jets win, okay, I lost the game, but it's screwed. The Jets won. So that, this is my <laughs> way of doing damage control. Browns are winning 20 to 17. Going to be an ugly game from both sides. Um, you know, I, I think it's going to be like a. Uh, Really low scoring in the first half, maybe a little bit. They break out a little bit in the second half, but yeah, twenty to seventeen. I'm, I'm taking, I'm taking the brownies. Their first win, and I believe this will be one in nineteen for them in the last twenty. So, yeah, I'm kind of with you. I'm, I'm kind of yeah. I'm like
1: 24-17. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with you on that. To tell you the truth. Okay, it so is going to be an ugly game. Like it is. This is going to be like. This is not going to be an exciting game to watch for people. Just so you know, don't don't expect a whole lot. This is gonna be a dirty, grind it out. Like, this is gonna be an ugly game. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh,
0: yeah, I can't type it in the computer. So, you what's, what's the final? What's your final score? Like, if you had it 24 17, go ahead and put it down there 24 24 Jets 17. All righty. So, yeah, I don't know why it's not letting me type. So, um, moving on from that, the pick 'em segment, I got my ass kicked. It's okay. Um, last week. So we both picked the Falcons. They beat the Panthers 31-24. to I picked the Packers. You picked the Vikings. Thank God he's missing field goals, but it ended in a tie. <laughs> yeah. uh, second tie in two weeks, which I think has like never happened since the merger or at least a really right. long time. So uh, that gave us a tie on our record, which I freaking hate. Um, and then you pick. I don't know why I picked the Steelers, but I picked the Steelers. You took the Chiefs. The Chiefs, you know, 42-37. to um, beat the Steelers. You took the Jags. I took the Pats. The Jags that was like a win loss too. Jags won 30, 31 to twenty. Both picked the Giants and they looked awful. Uh oh Cowboys beat them twenty to thirteen. So we both both lost that game. We both picked the Broncos who beat the, the Raiders in a good game twenty to nineteen. And then I took the Bears. You took the Seahawks. The Bears won twenty-four to seventeen. So um I forget what I was exactly from that week, but I ended up being five five and one overall right now, and you're eight four and one. So you're up three games on me right now. So I got to uh, I got to bounce back for sure. So yep. For this week, some good games too. I put an extra game or two in this one too because screw it, it's our show. We can do whatever we want. Um, we both picked the the Browns, um, so hopefully we're zero one right there. First game of the week, uh, the one and one Saints at the one and one Falcons. Both teams are a little bit disappointing right now. The Saints have not looked as good as they should, losing to the Bucks. And then, uh, well, actually, the Saints are or what o oh, one and one, uh, not one and one. So they're o oh, one and one. offense doesn't look as 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 good. And the Browns, I should have mentioned, they freaking contain Kamara. So if they can contain Kamara. Can they contain the Jets' run run game? Yep. Yep. Um, but, uh, <laughs> The oh one and one Saints against the one and one Falcons at home. Who I feel bad for, man, losing Deion Jones and Neal in the first two weeks. That sucks. But uh, I'm I'm taking it for me. I took the Saints in, in in this one. It's I don't feel great about it, but I'm taking the Saints.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna take the Saints in this one too. It's the division game. I know it's in Atlanta, but Atlanta's still missing two key components in their defense. That's
0: mm-hmm. uh, not the biggest
1: too, you know. I mean, right. So, uh, you know that we know even – even though Cleveland played them well, I just – division games are usually different, you know, when you see a team – you know you see a team as many times as, you you know, the Saints and Falcons see each other. So, I'm going to take the Saints for that one as well.
0: Yeah, I think what the only guy you could put up there with those two guys in terms of importance of the defense is probably what, Desmond Trufant. Yeah. So – yeah, so they're they're important. They lost. It's like us losing freaking Jamal Adams and Leonard Williams. It's like the right. defense would be completely different. You know, obviously they play different positions. So, well, Leonard Williams plays defensive tackle. Okay, it doesn't, I get it. It, it, yeah,
1: it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, two, but uh, you got two impact players that you know. That I always got to cover my ass
0: because I don't like when people come at me. Uh, but moving on, to the next game. This is a good game too. Um, bro, the two and Broncos at the one one Ravens. The Broncos squeaked by in a closer game than I thought it would be at home against the Raiders. And the Ravens kicked the shit out of the Bills and then they lost to the Bengals in a decent game. But I think that's a, that's a pretty good game basically because it's, it's in um, Baltimore. I'll tell you the Broncos,
1: tell you the truth. Uh, I know the last game was closed, but again, that's what I said It's you know, those division games are a little different, especially if you're talking about Broncos Raiders. Yeah. That's, always that's, a, yeah, that's like a, you know, that's always a tough game, you know, and it's, it always has been. So, mm-hmm. uh, and I like what the Ravens the Ravens are doing. They look like they're they look somewhat like the Ravens are old. You know, they're starting to you know come back a little bit. Had a tough loss against against the Bengals. Andy Dalton looked really good actually against them. But uh, I'm gonna take the Broncos. Go yeah, the okay.
0: So we we both have the Saints. We both have the Broncos. We both have the Browns um, next game. Going on to this is another good one. Uh, 1 p.m. The 2-0 Bengals, who I think if the Steelers don't get their crap together, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, the locker room divide, all this stuff, the Bengals might win that division. Uh, maybe that's a little yeah. bit of a reaction after after two weeks, but it, it might be the, the, the truth. 2-0 Bengals on the road. Um, versus the or at the uh, one-on-one Panthers.
1: I'm taking the Panthers in this. The Panthers coming off a of division loss to to Atlanta. I mean, I and. Like you said, I like the way that the Bengals are playing right now. But I think uh, Cam Newton and that defense, you know, I think they bounce back. I, especially their defense against against the Bengals. I think they give, you know, usually they give the Bengals and Annie Dalton, you know, some issues. You know, when they have faced them in the past. So I'm gonna go with the Panthers. Damn
0: it! You see, you have this like overall like more general knowledge of the NFL. Like, oh, well, trying <laughs> to more. Like, I, I didn't think about that. But uh, whatever. I, I have. I have. I have big boy AJ Green who got me three touchdowns last week in fantasy, so he's gonna light those Panthers up because they have guys like uh, who, uh, Bradbury and whoever else their corners are. I just I don't I don't really like their corners at all. I think it's one of the biggest weaknesses, there probably is on their defense. Yeah. Next game, the battle of the zero and twos. Who will who will become uh or who will be the winless team coming out of this game? One PM, Giants at Texans. Ooh man, that's tough. I,
1: <laughs> I'm gonna take Houston, man. I mean, the Giants look like oh my god,
0: yes, like I expected them to look. <laughs> wow. And, then you, and then you listen to ESPN Radio. No offense, to ESPN Radio. Um, you listen to some of these like Giants homers, and they're all oh, the oh, Giants gonna be 10-6 the
1: this year. They're Giants look so good. Horrible, man. And I just, I don't. I mean, but here's the thing. Here's my problem with the other side of the coin. The
0: Texans don't look good either. Yeah, Watson dropping back down to earth real quick.
1: Yeah, well, we well, I mean that well, it's the classic case of okay, you know, once these DCs, you know, see a guy for a year, they put, mm-hmm. you know, they understand how the game plan against you now. So now everybody's kind of picked it up, and and Watson has actually made some mistakes that, you know, we got to remember, it's only he's only this will only be his ninth game, you know, career-wise in the NFL. So yeah. there's situations last week that he was put in and he was unsure about it and, and made some mistakes. Yeah, this is a really tough pick. I honestly don't know – I really don't know who to pick in this one. Take the
0: Giants. The Giants. take you said Texans, so I'm going to keep that. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Texans, yeah. All right. I'm going to go with the Texans. Yeah, the Giants. Yeah, the Giants look bad. I just don't understand, like, why – like, they, they added Saquon Barkley, and I guess, like, because they added Nate Soldier, but they didn't really change much. They Odell back. They'd be like, oh, they're, they're going to be 10-6, 11-5 this year. They're going to challenge for the division. I was like – because a couple moves, like they were terrible last year. Right. And I think, like me and my buddy at work, uh, we actually went through the Giants' schedule today, and he's predicting, like four and twelve for this team. They just don't look good. Ooh. i uh, taking the Texans as well. Next game, uh, a decent, decent game. Uh, the four twenty-five game, one and one Cowboys at the zero and two Seahawks, but the Seahawks are at home. Taking the Seahawks because they're at home. No other reason. They burned okay. you last week. That's okay.
1: Well, right. They burnt. well they burned me because we made the picks and then like a day or two later we found out that like two of their starters weren't playing um on defense and it came out and I'm like, okay, well yeah, I'm screwed. So <laughs> But here's the thing. Seattle's at home, man. Seattle Seattle's always tough at home. And here's that, that old line, it's not Oh, it's actually,
0: not,
1: hold on. <laughs> hold on, never mind. Okay, go ahead. It's 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 not like um <coughs> it's not like the Cowboys aren't playing like they did the last time they went up to Seattle, you know, with the, you know, the offensive line, you know, isn't playing that well. I mean, they're decent, but they're not playing as good as they were when they went to Seattle last time. So I think. I was, you're it.
0: What I was going to do was I was going to show you in my, in my phone. Cause I actually have you just as, I actually put you as jet, Marcus Coleman. So I can just type in jet and get to you. Um, but I wanted to be careful where your numbers under that. So I don't want people to get your number and you get freaking mad at me. So I veto, I, I backed out on that. Good decision by me, yeah. Uh, so you have my <laughs> number, dude. You always that. text me, listen, i got to change this pick. I get it. Um, but yeah, nice excuse. I, I you know, it's okay. Make- nah, I'm not gonna change the pick, I, I, I stay with it. <laughs>
1: you know, that's what it is. I just know when I saw I was like, okay, yeah, I'm done.
0: Yeah, yeah, they, <laughs> look, they look bad, man. That, that, I, I really feel bad for Russell Wilson with that offensive line. It's just, just them and the Giants, well, Oof, like, wow. I
1: don't know what I mean. There's several teams that are dealing with O line issues, man. I mean, yeah. in, throughout the league, I mean, they really are. And get 10 team like the Giants in Seattle, you know, that we expect to be good, you know. Mm-hmm. But they're dealing with it. So,
0: so in that game, I took th- I took the Cowboys um for, for my pick um on that one. So we have a couple of different ones. And then the last game, God, just freaking Fitzpatrick. He's gonna drop back down to earth. It's gonna happen. But Monday night game, one on one Steelers at the red hot uh two and oh bucks. Roll with Fitz magic, baby. Take your fist magic. <laughs> if you pick Fitz and oh. they win and I lose this game because of freaking Fitz, I'm going to – unless he throws a lot of touchdowns to the Sean Jackson, I just picked him up. But, uh, damn, man. All right. So, going over those. <laughs> All right. So, we have a couple different ones. We both have the Browns. We both have the um, Broncos. I have the Bengals in Carolina. You have the Panthers. We both have the Texans. I have the Cowboys on the road against Seattle. You have Seattle. I had the Steelers on the road on Monday night against the Bucks. You have the Bucks at home. So I think we have three different games there. So hopefully it yeah. was all and we,
1: both, and we both think the Saints, right?
0: Uh, yeah. 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 Oh, did I put that down? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. We both, we both think the Saints. So, um, hopefully you lose those three games and then we are, uh, all knotted up after all this, but, we appreciate everybody for listening. Like I said, TOJ, um, fill, uh, T-O-J, T-O-J space film space room on the podcast app. you're listening on uh, on YouTube or if you're watching on YouTube, like I said, if you can just go and leave a, a rating and a review, we'd really appreciate it. Like I said, after 50 or a hundred uh, ratings and reviews, I'll, I'll figure out something, whether it be merchandise or tickets or something like that. So uh, there's, well, Hey, hey just go, there. just go ahead and
1: just go ahead and do it like this.
0: Whoever is the
1: winner um, I'll let you decide on the t shirt or I get it. I'll sign you a t shirt and shit, but I'll
0: you. Oh, and Marcus will fly to his house in Texas. You guys can hang out the entire <laughs> weekend as well. So, uh, I, was cool. that for I don't know about
1: that. My wife might not like that.
0: Yeah, cool. So, we'll get something signed by uh, by Marcus Coleman and then he'll uh, like, like I said, a personal chauffeur for you for a weekend in Texas. Uh, no, obviously, kidding, but yeah, that would, that would be awesome. We'll send it to Marcus, get it, get it signed. That'd be pretty cool for, for uh, you know, the list of, what the hell? I need a freaking signed shirt, but uh, no, it's okay. No, cool. no, you do. You no, no, more, dude. It's to, good, trust me. Uh, but I got to do more. So um what is it called? So yeah, so do that. Leave the review, subscribe on on freaking YouTube if you're if you're listening on the podcast up, uh, vice versa, help us out. We'd appreciate it. Hopefully we have some big, big news coming. We'll we'll see. I'm not gonna say anything about that yet, but damn. Um we appreciate the listens, we appreciate the reviews. We'll be back. Um We have some time this week, man. I got so much time to break down this next game. Uh, We'll we'll be back hopefully Wednesday or Thursday, breaking down the game, breaking it down the next game, coming up against the Jaguars. Yep. That's going to be a yikes fest, too. (laughs) So they got to win this game. Uh, But, you know, any any closing uh, thoughts or or words, Marcus?
1: Nah, man, I just – I really hope we – I really hope to just figure out how – I mean, they really have to. I know it's. Uh, I know we're talking about Cleveland, but you can't use Cleveland as an excuse anymore. You gotta, yeah. really got to figure out a way to shore up that offensive line and be able to block the the Cleveland front seven. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, take some deeper shots down the game with Robert Anderson. I mean, even you know, depending on it, you know, obviously it depends on field position, but yeah, just throw some bombs. You know, open or try to open the offense up a little bit more to where Sam Darnold doesn't have to work so hard to make so many plays and. Because some of the throws that he's had to make and that he's made, you're like, dude, I can't believe he made that throw. Yeah. Like in the situation that he's been, Yeah. you know, that's – and after a while, that's going to come back – that's going to come back on him just because, you know, being a rookie, it does that, and somebody's going to come up with something new. So you want to give him the opportunity, you know, to just be kind of normal and just kind of be, you know, a regular quarterback going through the progressions and make it a little easier. Defensively, Gotta show up. If you're gonna play that much man coverage, gotta show up on the technique errors. And and sure. if you're gonna you know, if you're gonna choose a blitz, uh, definitely pick the time to blitz in the right situation. But um, yeah, throw a little bit more zone blitzes in there. You know, don't leave yourself so wide open to to where you're so over aggressive that, you know, whether it be boots or, you know, counters or play action or whatever it is, you know, mm-hmm. you get caught making mistakes doing that because you're trying to be too aggressive.
0: Any mistakes? So yeah.
1: Yeah. So I, I like to see you know, in this game coming up, I would like to see a little bit more of that. I know that's a lot, but I would like to see a little bit more.
0: You are, of that. <laughs> you're asking, you're asking for, for a lot right there. That's like that's like me telling people. I know, I'm asking for a lot, but I'm know, gonna know. get to people to be your going to be the personal chauffeur for a week. But I will be. I think I'll be in. Da- I don't know if you're how close you are to Dallas, but uh, me and my buddy, like I t- I've told you before, we go to stadiums like this. Year, we're going to Tennessee next time the Jets do play Dallas. I'm going to Dallas. I think it's. You play every team every four years, but it switches. So, I think they're going to play in Dallas in 2023. I'll see you in 2023, Marcus. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, like I said, appreciate everybody for listening. Follow me on Twitter, JoeRB31. I post a lot of film there, you know, talk to people, whatever. Um, uh, Then you can reach Marcus at PatchMC42 on Twitter. You know, tweet him, follow him, do all that type of stuff. And, you know, closing out. Uh emails, questions, like I said, if you want to email me at uh blue it at, at gmail. I, I always say my last name, I wish I had a freaking last like I, I I'd rather be Joe Doorknob. Like why is my last name? Blue like, <laughs> sitting around? T- I have to tell like a bunch of drunk ancestors, like, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna fuck everybody who comes after us, blue it. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Appreciate it, guys, bastards. <laughs> Um, Joe Table. Guy, but no, yes, yeah, so RB31, MC 32 email me there. Uh, or you can tweet the questions. We'll try to answer them. If it's like a stupid question, like, do you – like I don't know, something dumb. We'll, I'm not going to answer it. But if it's a good scheme question, any, really anything about the Jets, we'll, we'll answer it. So make sure you email no, no. us or tweet. So uh, we appreciate everybody for listening, and uh, we'll see you in, in a couple of days. Enjoy your weekend, and then hopefully the Jets, uh, they can pull us out uh, tomorrow night. So
1: Definitely. See you all next week. Appreciate it.